We are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for being here. Most certainly appreciate y'all tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over the streets. The DNC is finally over with, and I couldn't be more happy. It is a wrap for the DNC. We've been able to get past it. Did you see Joe Biden's speech? Did you see him plagiarize himself? It must be kind of easy to do an old speech again rather than doing the new speech from the ground up live in front of an audience. The kidnapping hoax. Did you see that video with the kidnapping hoax? Now, y'all got to stop. Whoever's out there doing these hoaxes, talking about we're going to get away with it, please stop. That hoax was ridiculous. Anybody kidnapping her? I mean, come on. She's in the front seat of her car with the cell phone propped up on the dashboard. And the dude, after he didn't, you know, cussed and fussed and had the aluminum college uh, fast pitch softball baseball bat in front of her, waving it around, not even hitting her. He goes to the back of the car and then busts the windows out. What are we even doing? Y'all got to stop. If you're going to do a hoax, convince me a little bit just try to be like well maybe that kind of works maybe i can believe that try to convince me a little bit huh we'll talk about that we'll talk about portland blm residential areas we'll talk about trump and q we'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of abl live and i appreciate y'all for joining you guys are fantastic the best audience on the internets um if you like the content if you enjoy the channel Give me a thumbs up on the video, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Let's talk about a DNC first, and then we get to the kidnapping hoax. That video was ridiculous. Now, DNC, it is over with. Um, you had glowing reviews from your Chris Wallace's other world, Guy Benson, you know, Fox News people. And I'm like, glowing reviews for what? Because he didn't fall on the ground and, you know, break his hip and slop all over himself. Is that all it takes to have a good speech? And he had some stumbles in the speech. And, and it was an old speech on top of that. It wasn't even a new thing. It was just a general kind of speech, you know. And it, it's probably easier to rehearse it's easier to perform an old speech as you already done rehearsed a lot and you've known for years and years than something new. Okay, Joe Biden has got to be on his feet, quick, alive, and in action. That's what he's got to do. That's what I want to see. That's why I can't wait for the debates because that's going to be the true test right there. That's going to be the true test. Oh, but before I get into it, I thank y'all for joining yet again. This show will be available on audio streaming platforms Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast at I should be there. Just search for ABL live right on your particular uh, platform of choice. There's also a link in the description box for that. There's a link for the flags in the box. There's also a link for the hats and the mugs and the whatnots in the box. So going back to your man, Joe Biden, Joe Biden is still the kind of guy that has, you know, one foot in the grave. He's he's halfway dead out there. You you got this man is halfway dead. The Democrats should be chanting themselves. His family needs to go ahead and do something. You know, you got Hunter. He might be too deep in the cocaine. I don't know what's going on. But his wife or somebody should be like, hey, you, got, you need to just stop and do something else. 
Maybe he owes a blood debt to the Democratic Party. I can't really tell. But he should go ahead and just go back to the House and stop all this foolishness trying to become the president. He's not going to win anyway. And this virus really has helped him a lot because if it wasn't for the virus, he would have to actually be out there and moving around and it would have been a mess. The more exposure Joe Biden has, the worse he looks. You're not even really doing any kind of traveling like that because of the virus. You are doing mostly basement streams and he doesn't even take questions from the media. You could give a whole long speech because you already done it before. But when it comes to the media, you don't want to take any questions. You do some kind of live event with Kamala Harris and you have the reporters rushed out immediately before they're able to ask you a question. You can't answer two or three questions. He's not answered question questions in over a month. But Trump answers him every day. It's Trump is so transparent. It's to the point where people get mad at him being so transparent. They say, you're saying way too much. You're doing way too much. But Joe Biden, none of that's going on. I think the first debate is in September. Oh, man, I can't wait. That's going to be popcorn eating. I'm going to be front row center. I cannot wait. Not in the least bit. So, yeah. Joe Biden's speech it's just real run-of-the-mill, typical, and he's already pretty much said it before. So I was not impressed, not in the least bit. But some were. Some loved his speech. Some said it was great. Some said it was grand. It just wasn't that, you know. So that's pretty much what it is. Uh, let me see. Paul 48 says, read a piece by Guy Benson in Town Hall. He is never Trump conservative. Yeah, that makes sense. Same thing with um, Jeb Bush. And who else? Uh, Chris Wallace. A lot of these guys, you kind of see them. And it's kind of ridiculous. You kind of like shooting yourself in the foot doing that because you're trying to be all hearty, tardy, high and mighty, or just a, you know, deep state swamper type person. You want to be that, but that's not going to work anymore, not on a national level. And it might not work locally either if people are awake and understanding what's going on. Those days are long gone. Those days are long gone. We're, we're going to vote in a different direction in the, in the whole country. That's just the reality of the situation. Now, some parts of the country might be a little bit too far gone or too far inundated with the left to make a difference, but it, it, it might change. Even some of the left are starting to walk away. They're starting to leave. They're saying, you know what? What's going on right here is way too much. I'm going to go to the other side. And even if I don't vote for a Republican, I won't vote for the establishment that was always there whether you liberal republican or whatever you're not voting for the establishment so this whole establishment talking rhetoric and high ivory tower i got a 5000 iq i got money all this and that those days are coming to an end matter of fact i think those days have ended you know those days ended really when trump got elected nobody thought that it would happen when i say nobody i mean those in the media they thought it wouldn't happen it'd be impossible We're talking about a 98% chance of him losing and then the results came in. Everybody was crying. That was on the left. All the fat, all the fat checkers, all the posters talking about, oh, Hillary's got it in the bag. She did not have it in the bag. She had hot sauce in the bag, and that's about it. You understand what I'm trying to say? So I can't wait for the debates. That's all I got to say. The, um, the DNC, I'm not really, I wasn't impressed. The speeches were really just boring dry and it was kind of like watching law and order or this is us i don't watch tv but from what i know there's like sad shows you want to start crying when you watch them it was like that but like i said in my video i have a nice box where my heart used to be so when i see the emotional uh you know the the heart string pulling i kind of just you know i like 
you know, I kind of do that type of action because I'm not even really, I don't even really care about that type of stuff. I'm just not even impressed. I'm not amused in the least bit. All right. Here's a good question from You're So Cool 23 who says, what do you think will happen if, when Trump wins? Do you think the peaceful protesting, quote unquote, will be way worse? I'm sort of worried. Am I worrying too much? I believe we're worrying too much because let's not forget this thing that's happening right now is not without precedent. It happened in 2016 to a lesser extent, of course, but we did have riots. Okay. Ferguson, Missouri, Baltimore, Maryland. We had some riots. We had some, you know, some really destructive things that were happening back in 2016, like 2015 to 2016. It was going on. It, it was, it was going, it was going down. And after the election, it kind of just died off. It was really weird. You didn't hear about BLM anymore. BLM was really, I'm talking about on fire in 2016. Look at the Google trends. It'll show you. And just search for BLM or Black Lives Matter. You'll see a big spike in 2015, but really 2016, this huge spike. And then right after the election, it died. Like, it completely died. And then all of a sudden, you got George Floyd, and here it is back again. Conveniently for yet another presidential election cycle. So convenient. And it was kind of around in 2018 a little bit. It tried to, it tried to make a spark in 2018, but it wasn't successful. But they were able to find George Floyd. They were able to latch on to that. And now here we are yet again with the same situation happening in the country. But, you know, it happened in 2016. And right after the election, it died. And I think it would be the same thing here because what are you going to fight for now? I mean, the election is over with. We all know what it is. If you go out there and you ask these Cretans, hey, what are you out here protesting for? And you really get down to the core and you get an honest answer. They'll talk about, you know, Trump and Orange Man bad. That's the objective. They don't really care about police reform or anything. They don't because if they cared about that, then they wouldn't take them just now to be like, oh, yeah, police reform. You know, because Trump had been talking about police reform already and, you know, uh, prison reform and letting guys out. He was already doing that already. Barack Obama had did it a little bit as well. So why is it all of a sudden now an issue that has not been addressed or that is not being addressed? It's because they just created it in their mind to be like that. So they have a reason to go out here and loot. That's just the, the long and short. It ain't really nothing else to it. So I feel like after the election, it would be a wrap. Those uh, budgets will dry up. BLM would be like, okay, we got our money. We're going to go back off into the, the mountain somewhere in, the, uh, in, in upstate New York. We're going to be chilling. We're not even going to be dealing with you peons until 2024. We might come down in 2022 for the midterms, but really, we'll be back around 2024 for the next election, and it'll be the same process over and over again. Shout out to my governor, Bill Lee, out here in Tennessee, who is proposing a thing that would... Uh, enact harsher penalties on so-called protesters. They're really just out here destroying property, riots, and whatnot. Um, part of the penalty is losing the right to vote. I'm, I'm talking about he's going to do some extreme penalties if he can, and I hope that he's able to do that because the, the issue with the protesting, really riots, is that nobody's being held accountable that's doing it. You can pretty much go out there, do whatever you want, and have no penalty come your direction. That's an issue. So... You got to be able to, like Trump says, law and order. You got to have it. Bill Lee, he's out there talking about it. A lot of governors talking about it. A lot of mayors talking about it. Now, if you're a governor and or mayor, 
talking about, oh, they're just peaceful. They, they tore down the CVS because they needed some bread. If that's you as a governor or a mayor, you're toast. Portland, Oregon, you're toast. And people live there that are not always on the left, you know, because I, half of me says, you know what, forget it. That's what they voted for. Leave them there. But at the same time, you got regular normies that don't even know anything about voting. People that did not vote. Um, people that did not vote liberal, uh, for, for the liberal, for the Democrats. So if that's going on, I don't want to just throw them, throw them away. I want to be able to save them if possible. But at the same time, what can, I, what can really be done in that situation? Trump can send in the federalities, but then when you got the governor and the mayor, city council uh, bucking you and trying to prevent you from doing it, it's like, all right, well, look, I'm trying to help. You guys don't want it. So what do you want? That's the actual question here. That is a legitimate question. What do you guys want? I think in Portland, Oregon and free out of Washington and all over the place, they just want free stuff. They just want the government to be destroyed. So you got two things. You got some that want the government to be destroyed. Others that want free things from the government. And then some that want both. <laughs> they, they want free things from a destroyed government. How does it make any sense? How are you going to get anything from a thing that does not exist? It's just, you're going to destroy. It's like, you know, burning that house down and then trying to get a, a you know, a, a HELOC, a home, a home loan from, from your, from your equity in your, in your house. It's like, man, come on, really? Is that what we're going to do? We're going to put all the heat lock on the, on the house that doesn't exist anymore? It, it just doesn't. People got to just start making a little bit more sense here with what they're talking about. So it is what it is. Hey, thank you, Patty. Uh, I love to speak at the RNC if I could. I'd love to speak there. Hopefully they let um, Kim Classic speak at the RNC. That'd be fantastic. You know, get some of the young people up there. Get some of the up-and-comers. That's what I want. Shout out to Memeology101 who says, I'm doing a video on the kidnapping hoax. It's going to be called Princess Smollett. Hey, perfect. Perfect. Do it. <laughs> Princess Smouye. Go ahead and do it. You, you got the whole Smouye clan. Now, I'm going to talk about that right quick because that video was absurd. It was ridiculous. All right. Now, who in the right mind thought that was a good idea to have this gigantic woman stage her own kidnapping. And then my thing is, okay, if it's going to be a kidnapping, it needs to be a kidnapping, not just, you know, some dude at your door screaming at you for 35 seconds. That's not what it's supposed to be. Or busting your windows out. All right, let's, let's go from the busting the windows out back to the front, all right? If I'm in a driver's seat and I got the keys in my hand, he's telling me to drive, I got the keys in my hand, Whole time he's outside of the car with a bat. And then he goes to the back of the car and proceeds to bust windows out. What I'm going to do is start my car and drive off. I got the keys. He has no gun. So I'm going to drive off. I feel like the, the window busting was just, you know, added little detail. Just just for good measure. You know, we got to sell it for real, man. We got to really do it. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cuss at you. I'm going to call you the B word over and over again. I'm going to bring out my old college fast pitch softball bat for my little sister in a closet up in the attic. I'm going to come take that. I'm going to threaten you with it, right? I'm going to flash in the front of the camera. And then I'm going to bust out the car. That, that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be the whole hate hoax. All you got to do is just scream, ah, stop. You know, that's all you got to do. Okay. That, that whole video was absurd. 
they, they should go to jail just for the video quality the the acting was poor and the funny part i didn't even see she kept glaring into the camera all, all this action it's like ma'am don't look right in the camera that's acting 101 okay you gotta be natural you gotta be like oh stop you kept looking in the camera like oh man i'm getting kidnapped right now that's not how you do it all right i've seen plenty of sketches where they do the little, the little blooper reels and they always show when one of the actors looking in the camera because that's just not gonna be you, you're breaking the fourth wall here sis you gotta be on point but that video was crazy man trying to be the mayor it's like all right first of all why would you think that this would actually do anything for you at all? A, a fake kidnapping? Why would that actually help you at all? For what? I, I'm not really understanding how that's going to make any sense, like, to become the mayor. So I guess maybe the message that she's gotten from the mainstream media, the leftist media, is that if you become a victim of some sort, you get preferential treatment. You could become the mayor. You could become whatever you want. Maybe that's what it is. But she didn't look at the other hoaxes that had been found out. And you get a lot of attention. Yes, you do. But you get the wrong kind of attention. You get negative attention. You're not going to get people. to. You, you won't get donors to come to your to, to your campaign and be like, hey, I want you to be the mayor. You're going to get reporters coming to your house talking about uh, Miss Hunter or whatever your name is coming out. And do you want to give a statement? Uh, uh, why, why was that a good idea? You're going to be harassed by reporters, by the mainstream media. They're all in your DMs. Hey, I'm um, Amanda Cho from New York Times. You wanna, you wanna talk for five minutes? You got that going on. You don't have anybody trying to help you become the mayor. And then the worst part was that she tried to frame one of her opponents that she was running against for her attempted kidnapping. Now, hold on. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm gonna play it right now. I'm going to play it right now. Um, nothing is, first of all, just know this, this is not real, man. It's a real video, but the person is saying that she was, um, a kidnapping victim or an attempted kidnapping now. Okay. Kidnapping. What is that? Right? Like, kidnapping is when somebody takes you from one place to somewhere else without your consent. Right? So if that's what it is. Then why did she not go anywhere? Why was she in the front seat of the car the whole time? Huh? Assault? She did not get really hit with the bat. Maybe some glass flew from the bat when he was busting the windows out and got under and got under wig, but I didn't really see anything else. Hold on. I'm gonna play that video right quick. This was crazy. All right, let me just cue it on up. And by the way, this is on my Instagram page, Instagram.com forward slash Anthony B. Logan. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N. And she was a big lady too. You talking about what's that show? Uh, Six hundred pound life on TLC. She's pretty much a candidate to go on this show right now. And I'm not trying to, you know, insult her because of her weight. I'm just saying, if you're talking about a kidnapping victim, how are you going to kidnap a person that's a good four hundred pounds at five foot three, that real compact type weight? What you going to do? with you can't do nothing with that. It's like trying to kidnap. It's like trying to take a sumo wrestler. And kidnap them. Okay, let's go check it out. Okay, oh, sorry for the cussing. That's not my fault. Matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm play the sound a little bit lower so there's not too much loud cussing. How about that?
Okay, so here, here's something. He's telling her to drive, but he's outside the car. So what you want? You want just you want just drive away and leave you right there, sir? I don't understand. Okay, ma'am, ma'am, do you see yourself, ma'am? You're looking into the camera. I can look dead in your face. Well, you you getting robbed. This guy got his little Louisville slugger <laughs> in, in your face. You like, oh man, you, you you right here in the in the camera, looking dead at it. Come on, man. Like we got to work on our acting skills here. And then the windows get busted out. So I'm like, all right. So clearly he's not in the car. He's outside the car. You are in your driver's seat. You turn the car off. How about you just put the keys right back into the ignition, turn the car on, and drive away? What are you even doing? They they, they were doing way too much. They, they were doing way too much. So she tried to make that be a, a, a kidnapping or an assault and then gain votes for that. I'm not lying. That was in Sumter, South Carolina. Her name is Sabrina Belcher. You can look it up right now. I did the video, I did the article. I put all my links in the box. That really happened. Y'all gotta stop with these hate hoaxes, okay? <laughs> Y'all gotta stop with the hate hoaxes for real. It's, it's just not going to work. Juicy Smoothie should have been a lesson for anybody that was watching. And I feel like, like I was saying in the video, I feel like we're seeing more, we're seeing more of the hate hoaxes post Juicy than we did before. I don't understand how that makes any sense. You would think you would see less, but no, we're seeing more. So yeah, that was crazy. That <laughs> that that was totally crazy, man. Yeah, that that was beyond Jerry Springer. That was Ricky Late, Sai Justin Raphael, some old Oprah. Wow. Her, her music video, I've not seen the video. Did, did they already remix that for real? Is that what happened? Y'all are crazy. Y'all y'all are totally crazy. Sabrina Smoulye, yes indeed. 1,000%. So the moral of the story here is do not do stuff like that. Don't commit hate hoaxes. Don't commit crime. Just live a regular normie life. All right, stay on the straight and narrow. That's all I got to say about that one in particular. But yeah, nah, her shirt was like that already. I think she might have just been, you know, she might she might be a BBW or something. You understand what I'm saying? She might just dress like that in general. I don't really understand. I feel like he didn't really do anything except for just cuss and then wave the bat. His little um, college fast pitch softball titanium bat that he got from his little sister in the attic in the basement or in the basement. Let me see. Uh oh, wait a minute. Somebody says I need to cover the sniper shooting people on the freeway in Oregon. He shot six cars and one woman already. I've not heard about that. Now, is this close to Portland? What's going on? Hold on. Let me, let me just search it right quick. Oregon sniper. Okay, this was yesterday. Let me see. So it began in May. Oh, okay. I see. I see it now. I think I saw something like that. I think I saw, I think I did see a headline about that, but I didn't know what was going on. So they got him. Now he worked for UPS. Now my, my question would be, was he in the truck, the UPS truck while he was sniping or what was going on? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. All right, what else we got going on? Oh, speaking of Oregon, 
so Portland BLM went to residential areas to harass people while they were sleeping or trying to, trying to, trying to get them to wake up or maybe they weren't sleeping, but they went to the neighborhoods at night harassing them, shining lights in the doors and the windows. Look, man, y'all got to stop doing this before something bad happens. Because people ain't going to just take that. They're not going to just say, okay, come to my house, do whatever you want to do. That's just not really how it's going to work, all right? People are going to say, all right, enough is enough. You're not going to do this anymore. Um, I'm going to try to find some uh, video here. Hold on. If you guys don't follow Mr. Andy No, that's A-N-D-Y-N-G-O. If you don't follow him, you got to do so because he has a lot of good information a lot, a lot of good on the ground videos on what's happening all over Portland with these crazy Antifa and BLM people. All right, so here's a video that kind of explains what I'm talking about as far as going to the residential neighborhoods. So straight from the thumbnail, you see where there is a house. This is not like a, the, the town square a commercial area where a shopping mall or something like that. Nah, this is an actual house. This is where somebody lives. Now, if you can't hear them and they're disjointed chanting, what they're saying is out of your house and into the streets. Uh, no, you don't, you don't want that because if I come out of my house and go into the street, I got a little surprise for you. Matter of fact, I got a few surprises for you. I got a few guys with a few surprises for you. So no, thank you. I'm not coming out. If you come in, then we're going to have a little bit of a party. So just leave me alone and everything will be just fine. Don't come on my, like, am I, am I, in my area on my street waking me up? And I'm not sure how many of them are there, but it appears to be well over 100, 200, 300, I don't know, but way too many for me personally. So I'm most certainly going to be armed. You know, Barack Obama would say, oh, they're peaceful protesters. How are you peaceful coming into a neighborhood at night talking about out of your house and into the streets? Why? What did I do? Is it, I mean, is that a lynch mob? That's what, that's what, lynch, that's what lynch mobs would do. Get out, get out here right now, boy, and come and get you like that. That's a lynch mob. That's what they do. So how is a lynch mob peaceful? You know, oh, they're not hurting anybody, ABL. They already are in the, in the, in the frame of mind to hurt people. They're already right there. All it takes is just for one little thing to spark it, and then it's on. That's what the McCloskeys were feeling out there in St. Louis. That's why they had their guns with them. Although they weren't even operable, but they had to have something to protect themselves. Now, if you're watching this video, if you're going to have guns and you're of legal age and you can get everything you're supposed to get it, uh, make sure you have a loaded gun if you're going to have it on you and be ready to use it against people and train with it as well. So you know how to use it in, in a pinch so you don't have, you know, a mechanical uh, malfunction when it's the absolute worst, worst wrong time. All right. Donna Hilton. Now, who is Donna Hilton? Donna Hilton is a person that um 
that they killed the guy that tortured him? Is that is that her? I don't know. But um, yeah, don't come to my house. That's all I gotta say. Cause I got I got a few surprises. I got prizes and surprises. So don't come to my house. You could protest somewhere else. You could protest peacefully in the, in the town center, in the town square, where it's approved. But once you get into the looting and the shooting and the carrying on, now we got a whole different ball of wax. Now we got a whole different set of problems that we got to deal with. And personally, I don't want to deal with it. I'd rather we just be in peace. But if it must be done, then it must be done. It is what it is. All right. So thank you all for being here. Most certainly appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video, like the video, do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe to me right now. That'll help me out. And when you subscribe, click the little button that's right there. Once you do that, I get notified whenever you, whenever you get notified whenever I post a video. That's what I wanted to say. All right. So what's we got going on? It's a whole lot of stuff happening. I showed you this stuff with Andy No in Portland and the BLM. Oh, let's talk about um, Trump answering the Q question. Now, the reporters, what's happening with the reporters is this. They're trying to do anything they can to give Biden a leg up in an election. Anything they can. They can try them out there halfway dead, have them read an old speech that he already knows. And all of the media on the left and some on the right, even Fox News, they'll come out and say, oh, it was magnificent. I cried. It was wonderful because they want to prop him up. Right. So you got that part. When it comes to Trump, anybody that is connected to him or that likes him, they want to try to discredit. They did that with us as far as black Trump supporters. I'm, I'm seeing what they're doing. They did that today with the video I did about how Trump was saying that uh, he he touts low black voter turnout. It, I, it was a big dog whistle to me. I heard it. The dog whistle was he likes low black voter turnout. So since he likes that and it helps him, he'll do things to try and squash the vote, try and make it harder for black folks to vote. Like, I don't know, voter ID. Like it's some kind of hard, like it's some kind of like difficult thing for us to get an ID, go out there and vote. But anyway, then they'll say, oh, he's going to try to undermine the post office because he doesn't want black folks to vote. The less black folks to vote, the more that will vote for Joe Biden and the harder it. The less black folks that vote will be less that vote for Joe Biden. And therefore, it'll be harder for Joe Biden to win and easier for Trump to win. That's what that's what they're going to say. You're going to see headlines like that talking about, oh, if Trump. Does it find that USPS is going to hurt black and brown people the most? That's what they're going to say. That's what they were trying to say when they said that. But what he said was right on point. Uh, black folks, a lot of us, not all of us, obviously, we still got a long way to go. But more of us than under Barack Obama two terms did not like a Democratic candidate. We didn't like Hillary Clinton as much as Barack Obama. That's obvious. All right. It's obvious. And on top of that, we see her track record, super predators, the crime bill, you know, all this and that. So it's like, what's really going on? Then you got these, um, these allegations around you. You go on to Haiti, selling money from the gold mine with your brother, Tony Podesta, you know, an evil person, not likable old lady. A lot of black folks did not like Hillary Clinton, but at the same time, we're not ready just yet to vote for Trump.
So you say, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and stay home. Now, I say that all the time. I'm on Facebook arguing people, and I say, hey, man, why are you going to vote Biden? I mean, he said, you, he said, if you don't vote Biden, you ain't black. He wrote, he wrote the crime bill. He did all these things. And then the answer I get is usually something like, well, you know, I don't care if you left or the right. It's two wings of the same bird. Or I hate Trump too. Trump racist. Such a part five. I'm like, all right, so what you going to do? Man, I'm voting for Joe Jorgensen. Oh, the BLM supporting libertarian. Oh, okay. So basically voting for nobody. That's fine. Because if you don't vote for Trump, it's similar to voting for Trump because that's one less that goes to Joe Biden. You see what I'm saying? So what he was saying is what we have been saying. And it's like, thanks, appreciate it. Help. That helps out a lot. If you do vote for Trump, that helps. If you don't vote, period, that helps us too. Now, as far as Michelle Obama, she went way above and beyond what Trump said. I did a whole video about it in May. And she wrote a whole book about it and a documentary about it. When she was saying how she was, uh, it was a slap in the face to her and to her husband's legacy for black folks not going out there and voting for Hillary Clinton. It was a slap in the face. I'm disappointed. We got to do better. Oh, she really admonished black folks for not voting for Hillary Clinton. But that's fine, right? That's no big deal. The media won't say a word about that. Okay, I get it. I understand totally. No big deal. Nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to see there. So I say all that to say this. The media want to focus on trying to attack Trump and his supporters while propping up the left and their supporters. So they know people that follow Q are generally Trump supporters. I've not I've not met anybody that follows Q that was not a Trump supporter. So they know if they can if they can have them be seen as conspiracy theorists and crazy and dangerous, if they can do that, then that'll be a group that they can try to weaponize. Or that they can kind of they're, they're trying to weaponize Trump against the group, therefore alienating a big portion of his base or some of his base. I'm not quite sure how big it is. I have no idea. But they think they can just hurt him that way. They tried to hurt us with the black. They, they were trying to say that there was some kind of troll farm in Ukraine that was pretending to be black Trump supporters. And the way they put it was like the only reason why you see black Trump supporters is because of a troll farm in Ukraine or Moldova or wherever it was. Okay. Then the whole thing about, uh, you know, black voter turnout, they're, they're trying to make the black Trump supporters become marginalized and the same thing. People that follow Q and everybody else, women, the same thing. That's what they're trying to do. Divide and conquer. But we're not going to fall for it. Not at all. We see we see what the game is. We recognize the game. We're going to play the we're going to play our game and go out there and vote the right way all day long. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to everybody that follows Q. I don't know anything about it. So. Don't 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 get me to lying. I don't know. I don't know much about it. All that I know is that people I know that follow it, they're, they're great patriots. Like I said before, if I was in a situation and I, need, I needed some help, some support, they would have my back. That's just what it is from what I know. But I don't know much. So it is what it is. All right. So what else we got going on? Thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience in the world. I couldn't do it without you guys. Um, I cover DNC. Now, what what is the DNC going to do when Joe Biden loses? What's going to be the next course of action? I think the protests are pretty much, that they'll be done by the end of November. 
they'll be done definitely by 2017, early 2017. And I think the virus will kind of let up right around the same time. They'll be like, oh, okay, well, we got a vaccine. And then a vaccine to have hydroxychloroquine in a, in a shot form or something else or some kind of rebranded pill. It'd be hydroxychloroquine with a new pill um, skin on it. You just take that and be like, oh, yeah, this is safe and everything else because Anthony Fauci says so. Meanwhile, it's the same drug that people been taking since World War II that's been effective. But now they want to come out and say that it's fine because of their red tape and bureaucracy. That's what's going on with that. So it, it is what it is. Now, if the DNC, the, I think the DNC could be throwing the election, but I think this is best they have nationally. Locally, they can pretty much win because of, you know, blind allegiance. I'll just vote Democrat. And also those that show up to vote on midterm election day and whatnot. Yeah, they can stay in power because the people that vote for them got blind allegiance and a lot of times they're they're not understanding what's happening in our world and in the younger world it's a lot of people that are retired senior citizens that go out there and vote rather than people that's like high school college kids it's, it's a different kind of world whenever i go to vote during the midterm i don't see anybody that's under 65 years old and that's being real except for me i'm the only guy in there that's below 65 and i'm not, I'm not even that i'm 35 I don't see anybody that is like college or, high, you know, like late high school, 18. I don't see that at all. I saw the two hurricanes coming. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, okay. Thank you, Rapper 10,000. Now, I've not seen that movie called Cuties on Netflix. Obviously, I don't want to watch that. Um, but I have seen like their marketing from Netflix and I've heard about it. Now, what they're saying is that this movie, whatever it is, a film, this is a French movie done by a black woman. I'm not sure if she's like African or came to France, like she born and raised. I don't know. But anyway, it was it was a black woman that wrote it. And she said she wrote it because she went to a fashion show and was seeing little girls do things on stage, like the way they were dressed, they had like sheer stuff on, really inappropriate things for little girls, right? And she was perplexed and also fascinated i think that might have been the word she used i'm like fascinated really you need to be calling the police but anyway there's a movie about that called cuties now the the poster is ridiculous you got little girls like you know showing their butt not not totally but just like how can i describe it just in really inappropriate poses little girls should not be posing like that now Netflix said that it was a marketing mistake. It was bad. Um, it has a different name in French. I know it's not called cuties. I know a little bit of French to know that the word that they have is not mean cuties. It's something else. The way that they're marketing it here in the U.S. is in a very perverse way. But I don't know what's in the actual movie. The movie could be the equivalent to the marketing. Because, you know, I, I do marketing. That's kind of like my, my background before I started doing this is marketing. I understand the way it works. You wouldn't have the marketing reflect what you're selling. You don't want to have the marketing be about something totally different. You know, I mean, even with some of these pill commercials, they are running through a park, playing with dogs, catching dandelions in the air, you know, all kind of stuff. Going to work, they're doing random things in the pill commercial, talking about could cause 
uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, back pain, death, blindness, suicidal thoughts. They say all that in a commercial and she got a big smile on her face. That's marketing too, because this, it's like a uniform thing with a lot of these pill commercials to get you feeling in a good mood. So you're not talking about how dangerous it could be, how it could kill you with an overdose with more than one pill. You understand what I'm saying? So that's marketing. But as far as a movie cover, it should generally tell you what's going on with the movie without giving too much away, giving you a general theme of it. You're not going to have a sci-fi movie with Elmer Fudd on the cover, just chilling with his, with his, uh, with his shotgun. That's not, it would make no sense. So at a certain point, it's like, all right, is it a marketing or is it the movie that made the marketing be what it is? Either way it goes, Netflix has been doing a kind of, Netflix has been kind of like on that wave of really inappropriate stuff for a long time. I've been canceled Netflix. I've been canceled them. And I did not watch it that much when I had it. I think I had it when I watched the Chappelle special that came on. Not this most recent one, but the one before that. It was Chappelle or Chris Rock, one of the two. I had it for that. I think it might have been free when I got it for a free trial. But I've not renewed my subscription at all. I went ahead and canceled that. Yeah, so I'm just not really a fan. And you know who's on the board of Netflix, um, aside from Susan Rice, if she's on the board of Netflix, the Obamas. So my question would be, were the Obamas involved? I wouldn't be surprised if the Obamas were involved. Either they're on the board of Netflix or they had um, a lot of content over there that they're working on, you know, that they're involved with. I want to see if Barack Obama and Michelle Obama were involved with this Cuties movie. But yeah, that, that whole, that, the poster is so inappropriate that I feel like if you were to post it, you would get flagged for nudity or something like that. Although it's not really what it was, it was way too suggestive and just inappropriate in general for little kids. Lucky Charm, Lucky Charmer 82 says there's a new HBO movie, Unpregnant, uh, quote unquote comedy about a minor having an ex-friend take her across country to get an abortion without parental consent. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. But hey, are we surprised? That's what they're trying to do. This is propaganda. You know, I talk about China and the propaganda that they do like on social media, TikTok and Dalian or whatever. But the propaganda over here in the States is crazy. And the, and the messed up part is that it's not even done by the government. It's done by regular people. You got capitalism is so crazy. You have the functions of, uh, you know, horrendous one party communist rule being done by private industry for profit. And they're getting money. They're getting money for this. You think, you think they would do cuties if it didn't make them any money? Netflix are very sophisticated in their business model and they think, okay, what can we bring in that'll generate revenue? We're not going to take this movie unless it can just bring us a bunch of money. That's what they did with, um, what was that? Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock gave them like $20 million each. 20 million, two zero 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 zero, twenty million dollars each because they realized their ROI return on investment would be very high. They would get plenty of new subscribers, whether they got a trial and then did not cancel after the trial period was over, or they just straight bought the service, they upgraded or do whatever they want to do. That's what they're thinking about. So they're not just going to do things for no reason. They're trying to still generate money. 
All right. Yeah, it wasn't an apology rapper 10,000. Talking about a Netflix apology. It wasn't an apology. Netflix just said that the marketing was bad. That's really what it was. And they're not going to pull the movie. So if you apologize, and what's the point of apologizing? The movie is still there. It made no sense because the marketing is one thing that people were mad about. But how about the movie in general? I was reading online today that the guy that gave the movie in the war at Sundance got locked up for raping a 10 year old girl. So that tells you, like, if that guy gave it an award, maybe something's going on with it that it shouldn't be. You understand? So, yeah, Netflix, I'm just not a fan. Excuse me. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Clementine uh, talking about um, uh, Louise Lucas in Portsmouth. She has felonies for doing what? What did she do? Yeah, I know, I know exactly who Louise Lucas is. She's been around for a long time. But what did she do to get felonies? That's crazy. That, that's, some, that's some local Virginia stuff, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, hold on. By the Sun asked me, or asked in general, did you all see the broadcaster fired for using the word colored? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. That's hilarious. Why would he get fired for saying colored? I don't understand. If you could say people of color, why why can't, why can't you say colored? What's the difference? It's the same thing. People of color, people of color is the same as color people backwards. This was the other in the middle. It's the exact same thing. It's just a fancy way of saying colored people. So if you could say POC and BIPOC and all this and that, you should be able to say color. It's just an easy way to say it. If you call me a person of color, and then you also say colored. That's no difference. It's like saying the N word with an A or E R on the end. It's the same word. It's no difference. Like, let's stop trying to make the same word be a different word. All righty. Super chats on that. I'm going to read those right quick. And then we're going to get to the calls a little bit later. Let me see. Shout out to you guys. Thank you to Joe Huff, who says, what happened 400 years ago? I keep hearing that statement in commercials. Thanks, bro. Uh, 400 years ago, I guess, slavery. 1619, the first slaves were brought to America. So 400 years ago. That's probably what they're referring to. But I've not seen that 1619 movement or project or whatever. I've not seen that yet. I need to watch it because I know all about it. I know I've studied the, the history of slavery and not just here in America, obviously, but South America, Central America, um, you know, the like Africa, obviously it was slavery going on there. And then also like Ottoman Empire, Saudi Arabia and whatnot. It was going on there and talk about Timbuktu being. Do, do you know why they say Timbuktu is very far away? It's because that's where slaves got transported very far away from West Africa on the coast up to where. Uh, Sub-Saharan Africa meets the Sahara. It's like right there at the foot of the Sahara. And then we go from Timbuktu across all the way to, you know, Ottoman Empire, all the way to Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and whatnot. That's what was going on. And they'd they be walking on foot and everything else. Mansa Musa, they say, oh, he was the most powerful black man ever, the most rich. But what did he do as his primary source of income? Slave trading. He would walk from a Timbuktu across the Sahara Desert, and he would trade slaves. That's what was going on. So anyway, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about the first slaves to come to America. 
But they're not talking about anything. They're not talking about how they got there or who had them as slaves before the white man gave them up. They won't bring that up, but I'm going to watch that little um, documentary. Oh, I feel like it's also probably advertising for the documentary because somebody might ask that question. Hey, 400 years ago, when was that? Uh, 1620, no, 1619. And then they go watch it. Shout out to Joe Huff, who says, thanks for being you. Thank you for your very kind words. We most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to Joe Huff, who says, when you're ready for that long distance rifle, let me know. I built them. And for you, it'll be on a low low. Hey, I, I, I hit you up for sure. And thank you for that. Let me see. Brenda Seal says 1619 is picked up by Oprah. And now it's going to be a movie. Hold on. 1776 organization is much better. And it's truth. The other one is lies. Yeah, I believe you. Just like Ava DuVernay. What, what was her? The 13th Amendment? I saw someone in that documentary. One thing about these kind of like documentaries and TV specials is that they give you half truths, which is why it's easy to believe it for people that are uninformed. If you don't have any knowledge about the situation and you're given some things that are true, but you don't get the full context or you don't get the full truth, it's easy for you to just say, hey, that's the truth right there. I believe that because you don't have any other information. You have no basis upon which to judge it. You know, you don't have any kind of, you know, no no anchor. You just kind of like a, a blank slate and you're being impressed upon and you take whatever you're given. Shout out to RetroGamer81 who says, have you seen where Biden's DNC speech was basically a speech he did in 2008? Yes, I did. Which was also mostly plagiarized from someone in Canada. Hilarious. Hilarious. Shout out to Shield Labs who says, yo, ABL, keep... You keeping YouTube great with the deep detail analysis and each video wrapped up with a nice bow on top. Thanks for what you do. And thank you for your call, man. Thank you for your your donation. Definitely appreciate you. And shout out to Shield Labs for those great shields, man. The, the Captain America shields. All those like life, life-size life Captain America shields. Shout out to my man for that. And thank you for the donation. Thank, to, thank you to Ian Kenny who says human trafficking marches took place in cities across America today. You know, like anti-human trafficking, uh, safety children. Yeah, there was one here. Uh, I saw the banner. I'm not sure where it was, but I saw the banner on the on the overpass. It said, say the children, August 22nd. So it was one here, out here in East Tennessee, where I am. So that's all over the country. People are really in tune with what's happening in this world. And people are going to be surprised in November when we show out at the polls. They they want to hold on to this mail-in voting thing because they want to cheat. That's the reality of the situation. What they're going to end up doing is cheating a lot of regular people that they didn't want to cheat on their side. Thank you to Interracial Patriots who says, ABL, what do you think of Bill Clinton giving Trump advice on their appropriate conduct for the Oval Office? That is hilarious. I saw that. I, did, I put that in my video. I'm like, sir, you're going to tell Trump how to behave in the Oval Office? You? Out of everybody in the world, uh, Monica Lewinsky, uh, let, let's, let's, let's get her on the line right now and see how she feels about that, okay? Uh, I'll leave it right there because we got kids watching, but I'm just saying, Bill Clinton is not the guy that you would come to to see how you're going to behave in the Oval Office at all. Thank you to Matthew Phillips who says, is it really reusing the speech if you have dementia? Poor old Joe, but I guess he's been making his bed during his entire political career. Hey, you know what? That's a good point. 
Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Ian Kenny who says, you have to get to YouTube to stop putting Biden ads for your videos. Don't they know we're MAGA around here, US? <laughs> They're trying to like convert people, I guess, but it's not going to work. Because I always see people talking about, man, them Biden ads, they're garbage, they're trash, Biden is trash. I don't think anybody would be successfully converted to the left by seeing a Biden ad for my video. If they're watching my video, they probably are more on my side not on Biden's side thank you to sierra romeo 71 who says love this show anthony keep up the awesome work love your delivery and your mannerisms and catchphrases and your use of the word kerfuffle <laughs> thank you for that thank you to you're so cool 23 i read that one already thank you to tim's collectibles who says tell us why you have an ice box where your heart used to be just getting old man just becoming an adult when you were a kid and you're so full of wonder and you've not been exposed to the world yet, it's a little bit different. But now as an adult, man, I can't even really, I don't have time to even be worried about, you know, things that are meant to try and depress. And I've seen so much in my life and I've been through so much in my life. I've seen, I've seen things that you would, I've seen things in my life that would put somebody else like in the crazy house. You know, I got to write a book, man. That I always tell my one story. I got more, but I can't tell you all. No, I can put it in the book. The one story I tell about how I was about four or five years old and I was in a crack house. You know, friend of the family. I won't say who it was. I can't say that yet. I've not cleared that yet. But friend of the family, um, he was getting high and we didn't know until later. That's a whole different story. But anyway, I'm about five years old. I'm hanging out with him. He was cool. But, um... He decided to go to the dope house. So I'm in there in the dope house and I'm seeing crackheads all around. I'm fine. I'm like, okay, I know I'm somewhere I shouldn't be. But I didn't know until later as I got to be older that what it, what it was, it was a dope house. You see what I'm saying? So I seen that kind of stuff early. So when people see people on drugs and whatnot, they kind of shocked to me. It was like, no, I, I grew up around it. It's not even really abnormal to me. So having those kind of experiences all throughout my life, just in different points in time, icebox, <laughs> for real, icebox. But I'm not jaded. I'm just, I don't even really care too much about other stuff. Thank you to Joseph Benson who says, uh, hey, sir, please check out HR 46 and HR 838 in the Yale study about the manipulating the masses and the taking the COVID-19 vaccine. Vital info, trust me. I'll do that. Thank you for that. Thank you to Realm Center 40 who says coronavirus for gaslight in 2020. Shout out to You're So Cool who says, I guess I'm tired of innocent people getting killed, assaulted, and such very much. I I'm with you. I understand. I I'm totally with you. Shout out to Jesse Z who says, fear and love are our deepest of human emotions. I love Trump and fear Biden. Deplorable lives matter. There you go. Thank you for that. Shout out to Diana M who says, I need to hear more about Kim Classics playing for real. Hey, hit her up on Twitter. Go to her website. You can see everything there. Thank you to Abraham Abraham who says, I haven't seen rioters burn any welfare offices so far. Now, they don't want to do that because they know where the money coming from. They know where the, the gravy train is. Thank you to Memology 71, me, 71, Memology 101 who says, who the F is going to take the effort to kidnap such a, such a, a, a gigantic woman? You can't. You just can't. Landwell Smollier, hilarious. 
Thank you to Joshua Perez who says, I saw a canceled rent sign in Brooklyn as well as F ice painted on the building as well. The left free stuff and destroy. They left free stuff and destroyed the government. Um, a patriotic woman says, as always, our dear ABL keeping it real. Thank you for that. Most certainly appreciate you and for your donation. Shout out to Anime Muck, who says, did y'all see Proud Boys clash with Antifa in Portland? It was crazy. I did not see that. Uh, I think I saw something. I saw Proud Boys somewhere. I'm not sure where it was, though. It may have been in Portland. Thank you to Ryan Walker, who says, ABL and Salty Army for the win with the salt shaker emojis. Two of them. Thank you for that. Thank you to self-respecting female who says those protesters are seeking negative attention. They want people to react so they can play the victimized victim card. There you go. But you know what? Some of them want attention and others want an insurrection. They want to take over the government and then replace it with themselves. Thank you to Joseph Minson who says, hey, sir, please check out. I read that one. Thank you to Omar Adams who says, don't come to my house, <laughs> ABL. Up. Uh, it was a quote that I said, don't come to my house from me. And then he has the house with the water pistol emoji. That's, that's, that's right. Thank you to Valerie C who says, I heard the McCloskeys were going to be at the RNC. Also Nick Salmon. Yes, they will be both. They will both be there. I cannot wait. I want to hear him speak. I want to hear Nick Salmon speak. I want to hear both of them speak really, but definitely my man, Nick Salmon been following case for a whole year and some change. I got to see him speak. Thank you to Abraham Abraham who says Brixen uh, was that Molotov cocktails thrown through the windows is the next step for these mobs. Of course, thank you to Divine Feminine Queen who says other the fact that Ice Cube is calling the Democrats out. He asked them what are they going to do for the black community? Nothing. What, what was the response? More of the same. Shout out to Divine Feminine Queen who says please do a video on Ice Cube questioning the Democrats. He made a video on Twitter. People need to see this. Okay. I'll check it out. Hold on. I'm going I'm to see if I can find it. I may not respond to it right now at this moment, but I'm going to try to find it just to make sure I got it. Okay. Oh, here it is. It's a, it's a short video. I'm going to play it right quick. I got a little bit of time. Hold on. So, over the last four days, the Democratic National party held a convention stop whispering sir speak up a little bit for me please a lot of people you know what i mean getting up there and talking and you know everybody really you know eating it up you know throwing their hands in the air like they just don't care damn near so <laughs> it's it's uh you know what i didn't hear is what's in it for us What's in it for the black community besides the same old thing we've been getting? Hey, man, look, 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 look. Don't ask them questions, man. Biden already said it. If you don't vote Biden, you ain't black. Didn't you hear him? Did you not hear him? You're not going to get anything. Let's continue. From these um, parties. What's in it for us, for real? You know, um... I didn't hear anybody mention a contract with black America. And I don't know why, because it's one of the most comprehensive um, reform uh, documents that's come about in a long time that could really address the problem. 
okay, right here behind him, that's some Raiders gear. If you confuse, that's like Oakland Raiders. So that's not some kind of like weird. Nah, that's, that's Oakland Raiders stuff. Let's continue. The way it look, they don't have a plan. Everybody's, you know, talking about get Trump out, get Trump out, get Trump out. If you vote, that, that's going to happen in, on the first day. So now what? Trump out, now what? What? What do we get in the first hundred days? Nothing. Thank you. That's what we're trying to figure out. What do we actually get that we that they could give us overnight like that? They just pulled three trillion dollars out their ass and gave it to their friends. That's American taxpayer money. That's your money that they just gave away. And then there's half 42 percent of black businesses closing. None of that money. Where's the, where's our fucking bailout? Oh, come on, can't, can't cuss, sir. Where's the bailout? Not the PPP loan that they that they didn't give us. Where's the bailout? That you ain't getting that, man. I don't want to hear about deficit. I don't want to hear about uh, what our our generations gonna have to pay. Because <laughs> if we don't have shit, they ain't going to have shit anyway to pay nothing. So, so we got to start something right now. So I see where he's going. He wants, he wants reparations, but that ain't going to happen. That's never going to happen. Like, because that's already been brought up during the race and it's been brushed off and you, it'll never get asked again. Unless he goes to the, um, the DNC or somewhere and talks to them and talk to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. But that ain't going to happen. You know, Biden already said it. Look, man, listen, listen to me now, Q. If, you, if you're if watching me, Q, Biden already said it. If you don't vote for me, then you ain't black, man. Like, that's it. Ain't, gonna, ain't no prize, surprise, nothing. Because, okay, think about it like this. If you didn't get anything under Barack Obama and Joe Biden was there with him for eight years and Joe Biden was in the Senate for 50 years, his whole life, He's almost dead now. Like he he lived his whole life pretty much in the Senate from his 20s. And he's about dead now. He's about dead. He's not going to do anything different, man. If a guy's been the same way throughout his entire life until the point where he dies, he's not going to change. So if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, man. That's it. Ain't nothing else. <laughs> That's it, man. Okay. So Cube, I understand, but see the thing about Cube, his only choice is to vote for Trump. Nothing else is going to help him in a situation. If you vote for Biden, you're not going to get anything. If you didn't get anything under Obama, you're going to have more of the same with Joe Biden because he was a vice president. He was there. He was in the White House eight years. Come on, let's just let's just be real. All right. But hey, thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, de deficit don't matter. Come on, man. We're, we're spending too much money as it is. We shouldn't have spent what we spent. But y'all, the Democrats, want to spend that kind of money and want to shut everything down. All right. Shout out to Brett Dotson 
for your donation. Thank you to Nina E for your donation. Thank you to Rusted Patriot who says, 694,000 subscribers. Wow, ABL. What happens when you hit 1 million? And you will, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> hey, I can't wait. Thank you to Mr. Tix who says, Ice Cube, Biden's going to give you the same thing he gave you for the last 47 years. Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. Thank you to Jesse and Megan Malt, who said, thank you, Anthony, for your hard work and bringing great topics to light. God bless you. With the prayer emoji, thank you for that. I definitely appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Lucky Charmer82, who said, there's a new HBO movie. I read that one already about the movie called I'm Pregnant. Thank you to Matthew Phillips, who says, Mick Non is cute in French. Oh, okay. Well, I'm wrong. Thank you to Fob Hopper, who says, ABL, are you watching the street fighting between American Patriots and Antifa in Portland going on? Andy No has been tweeting videos of it. I, I saw some of the thumbnails, but I just saw it right now, so I can't really watch it as I'm streaming. Thank you to RetroGamer81, who says, did you see the video of two young girls taking a MAGA hat from a seven-year-old at the DNC? One was arrested. I saw that. Yeah, that was crazy. Thank you to JJ Money, who says, we must stop the killing of our elderly and children. Absolutely. 1,000%. Thank you to Sherlock Hemlock, who says, Anthony Brian Logan, thank you for all the depth and depth analysis and getting the word out there for us, Patriots. You are great. Well, thank you for that. Thank you to Y.A. Salimu, who says, A.B. Open trying to reach you and your show from your new favorite book of all time, Underprivileged Overachiever, A Crenshaw Story. All right. I, I check it out, man. My email are just, just going through the roof right now. I check, I check you out, boss. And his book is called Underprivileged Overachiever from Y.A. Salimu, S-A-L-I-M-U. Thank you to Lynn Trapp for your donation. Thank you to Earth Voyage Mike, who says, ABL, I recently found you and your content. Love it, man. Here to stay. Keep it up. And thank you for that, man. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Theophrastus, who says, to be fair, Biden gave that speech in 2008 because he still he thinks, he thinks it still 2008. Exactly. He's still stuck in 28. He's not in 2020 right now. He's stuck in the past. Thank you to Jesse and Megan Mark, who says, Anthony, do you think Biden and President Trump will debate face to face in person or not? That's the beauty of Trump. He will shut it down until Biden on the spot. I believe that they will, but it's a chance that they might not. But I believe that they will because I think Biden said he wants to do it. You know, Trump wanted to do it, of course. So I don't really see why they wouldn't. Thank you to Jason who says, what do you mean when you say Bit Rock, Little Rock after you say Gitmo? <laughs> it makes me laugh. Well, when you go to Gitmo or some kind of like gulag type place, all you're going to be able to do when you in there is get some kind of hammer and sickle and chop this Bit Rock into Little Rocks. That'd be your job. Making the Bit Rock into Little Rocks. That's what you do all day long. You know, 25 hours a day. That's your job. Thank you to Bukalit Buffalo, who says, I just got a Ruger American Predator 6.5 Creedmoor, new, under 400, to get in the long-range shooting, FYI. All right. Shout out to you for that. Thank you to G-Dubs, who says, shout out to you, ABL. Thanks for always bringing the truth, bro. We appreciate you. I appreciate you as well. Thank you to C-Monkey2010 for your donation. Thank you to Lucky Charmer82, who says, Kim Classic, is against, she's against automatic weapons. Automatic weapons. I mean, what is that really? Because you can't really get an auto in America. Is she against like semi-auto, like a rifle, like an AR? That's interesting. I have to, I have to see into that. 
Thank you to Shri, who says, Blessings, everyone. Q Power, Tree Supremacy, TLM, <laughs> Tree Lives Matter. Thank you for that. Shout out to Daniel Rudd, who says, It ain't about black America. It's about America for real. No color, no race. Not a god dang thing. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you to Unknown Skymaster, who says, Why are so many professors and scientists, people from people who are known for research into topics, failing to look into leftist talking points? Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, people kind of like let their science and their knowledge and their better sense go out the window when it's a political thing there. They, they totally forget about all of that. It's like so-called uh, scientists will say that a man can become a woman. It's like, no, nah, you have biology. XX or XY, that's it. It ain't nothing else. You can't be, you know, uh, Bruce Jenner cover the Wheaties box, clearly a male, and then become a woman. That's not how that works. You can appear like how you want to appear. If you want to, you know, get surgery, then go for it. But you're still a male at the end of the day. Change your name, your voice, not so much. Change your appearance, but you're still a male. Biologically, scientifically, factually, you're still male, period. You can't change your gender. And it's the same thing as sex. Don't don't do this whole thing. Oh, gender ain't sex. Just stop. Because then they go down this whole rabbit hole of well, there's a there's a trillion genders. No, it's not male or female. Pick one. And matter of fact, it's already been picked for you. XX or XY. If you got XX or XY, that that'll depend. That'll make it clear for you right there, so there's no confusion. All right, let's get to the calls. The number to call is four three four six five eight one two two zero. Again, four three four six five eight one two two zero. Alrighty. You guys are the best audience on the internet. I'm gonna try to get my Skype rocking and rolling appropriately. Hopefully it works out well, which it often does not, but we're gonna see what it does tonight. All right, let's see here. Let's get everything cracking. And I think we're we're good to go. All right, caller, can you hear me? 209, you're on the line. I'm speaking to. Appropriately. Hey, Yes. Hey, cool. Let me turn this down so you can hear me. Um, first off, I super chat. <laughs> uh, it's kind of hard to hear you. Can you speak up, speak up a little bit for me? Turn it up. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's down. I don't want to go down. Okay, that's up all the way. Okay. Can you hear me better now? Sort of. What's what's going on? I don't know how you super chat. I've been trying to see all these people do super chat, and I don't know how to do it. Um, it should be like a little dollar sign right up under your name in the chat when you're watching it. If you click that, uh -huh. you should be able to do it that way. Okay. Another thing too is. Um, I wanted to tell you that show you did on Dolly Parton. I don't know if anybody told you or not, but did you? Did someone tell you about how Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin treated her? No. At the Academy Awards, they started talking down our president, and they put and she was right in the middle, and they just made her feel so bad. I mean, she could have just sunk under the table. It was awful. I quit watching their show on Netflix because I was so mad at them about that too. But 
another thing. When do you think the president is going to finally do something about all the rioting? Well, I mean, he can't really do much. I know he's supposed to wait for the governor and all that, but he said if they don't do something pretty soon, he's going to go in. All he can do is just send federal agents to like some of the the federal places. Federal buildings. Yeah, I'm not sure what he can do beyond that because what the governor's got to do is just request a National Guard and he'll bring them. But beyond that, I'm not sure what he can do. Because I've seen a lot, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of the silent majority now coming out and, you know, protesting, especially now because it's coming out so much about the children, you know, being exploited and, uh, Catholic and, and women, and, you know, that's a scary thing. You know, one minute you have a child and the next minute you don't, you know, so that has to be coming out. How come they won't let us put hashtag save the children? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I think that they, they probably think it's some kind of conspiracy theory or something like that, or they don't want us to get out there they don't want our voices to be heard. They want to try to silence us because that goes against their particular narrative, which is to try to get the other side in office. And that's really a shame, but that could be a reason. Yeah, and lastly, my biggest my biggest upset is that you, I don't know if you know, but I know for sure that Satan's at work and the Illuminati and, you know, Beyonce, she puts a sign up in her yellow dress, uh, uh, video that she did and stuff and there's so much of Hollywood and this guy has a thing on uh, uh, on YouTube right now about how uh, it started way back when and it's in our government, it's in Hollywood it's in uh, George Soros and something about the Rothschilds were supposed to have started it so yeah, I don't know anything about that one. Up, it would be great to let people know about because I think if people knew that, you know, Satan's here working against us and, you know, we need to rebuke him out of our lives and get him out of the White House, especially, you know, because our presidents went through hell this whole time he's been in office trying to help us, did more than any president's ever done, and never even has taken a salary. Right. But anyway, I know you're busy, so I'll let you go. I love it. I just, this was the first time I tried to call you when you said get to the phones, and I hurried up and called. And I got you. But I'm gonna, I started to say hi to you, but I'm going to back, back out of there and see if I see that dollar sign. Thank you so much for what you do. You guys are great. I love you all. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. And I thank y'all for joining. Again, the number to call is always in the description box right at the very top. And it's also always right here on the bottom at the ticker. 434-658-1220. Let's get to the next caller. All right, calling your line. We'll speak to 757. Hey, BL, it's Trey. Trey, what's going on, man? A lot, man, a lot. I just moved into my new dorm room at college. All right, all right. So where, where you at right now? Liberty University. Ah, good place to go, man. I'm glad, glad you're there, man. Congratulations. Thanks, man. My roommates are awesome. Looking forward to just starting the school year and everything. Absolutely. So there, there's no, um, like, uh, the virus stuff going on, no restrictions. You can, you, you're on campus going to school? 
Yeah, but there are a few limitations there. Like certain places you do have to wear a mask and they emphasize a lot of like social distancing at some of the gatherings. But for the most part, it's still been pretty fun. I mean, my roommates are awesome and all that. And I'm still trying to find a place where I can watch the RNC, you know? Absolutely. 100%. But yeah, uh, I got a story to tell you. Like last week, not last week, on Monday, me and my mom went to D.C. for this Blexit event and we went to Black Lives Matter Avenue, you know? <laughs> so it was me, mom, and two of her friends. And so we get in the car, and one of her friends forgot her phone was in the hotel, so I go with her to the hotel. And while we're gone, mom and the other friend witnesses this white lady on the ground, on her knees, in front of the Black Lives Matter mural on the, on the ground at the avenue. And she's like saying, I'm sorry for my white privilege and all that. And so mom walks up to her and says, ma'am, could you please get off the floor? What are you doing? And she says, I'm just atoning for my sins against the black community. <laughs> and mom says, like, you don't have to apologize for that. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, then you should know that all lives should matter. And then she's saying, well, you know, it's just, I mean, I just feel so bad. Like, like, I, I feel like I just got to atone and all that. And she's like, I, I know you guys don't have like the same opportunities as us. And, Honestly, I find that more offensive than getting on the floor and bowing down to us, you know? Yeah, that, that we don't have the same opportunities as a white person. Right, right, exactly. That's crazy. But you know what? I say that all the time. The the, the crazy white liberal and the white supremacist have a lot in common, but it just feels differently. Like the white supremacist thinks that he is beyond the black person. He's better. He's always going to be better. And he's happy about it. The liberal feels the same way. They, they feel the same way, but... They're just really not happy about it. They get depressed about it, but they have the same feeling about black people. It's the same. Yeah, it's basically like passive aggression. Yep. Exactly. Like feeding into the whole they're feeding into the whole white supremacy narrative and they don't even know it. They, they have no idea. So I'm glad your mom was like, look, get off the ground. Stop this. I'm glad she did that. Yeah, it was awesome. But anyway, uh, thanks for taking my call. And I just wanted to say, I know mom and dad are watching. So if you hear this, mom and dad, hi from college, you know. All righty, man. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate it. No problem. All right. Shout out to my man, Trey, out there in college. I'm glad that people are able actually to go outside and be among people. I'm glad you're able to do that. You know, at, at a good school, Liberty University, out there in uh, the western part of Virginia. All righty. Let's get to the next call. All right, calling online. We're speaking to 267. Yeah. Yes. All right. What's happening? Hey, how you doing, man? This is Len Trapp. All righty, man. What's going on? Uh, not much, man. Uh, look, I'm down here in, um, in Tampa, St. Pete, Florida. I just wanted to see, um, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, but I wanted to see if you talk about Anna Paulina on your show, the Republican candidate for uh, for Congress in, in District 13. I've not yet, but I have seen her running. I, th I think I met her one time a couple of years ago, real, real nice person. And, you know, I hope that she succeeds down there. So is that, is that, is that your particular area where she's running? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually working with her, man. Okay. First of all, she's, she's an Air Force vet. She's a Hispanic American who, you know, her, I think her grandparents were immigrants that came over here. She's endorsed by Trump. I mean, they really, the Democrats really can't go after this woman because there's nothing to say like, oh, 
you know, you, you didn't serve in the military, you're a white supremacist, you're this, that, and the other. They can't. So, uh, but if you watch this woman on television, if she wins, she's going up against uh, Charlie Crist, which is it's a tough battle. But if she wins this, which there's a big possibility, she's going to be bigger than AOC. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, Anna Paulina, I, I keep pushing this name. I'm, I'm, I'm not originally from uh, Florida. I'm from Philadelphia originally. But, you know, th- uh, this woman won the primary. She did not even have an office. She had a website and a bunch of her friends and family, you know, cheering on the side of the road, trying to, you know, with signs and everything like that. Just neighborhood people just going out there pitching it. This is the next superstar in the Republican Party for Congress. So I, I just wanted to call up and see if you, you know, if you've heard, because I know there's another woman, you know, in uh, West Palm, West Palm area. That's another woman that's like big in Florida. But, you know, Florida is a battleground. I mean, it, it is like war down here trying to, you know, get people in in Congress. So it's going to be a this is going to I know it's a it's a swing state, but it's still this is huge for this year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, I've heard about Anna Paulina running and Chris, not anybody else. So those are the two names that I hear. So I think that that'd be the, the, the head on battle that is really worth watching. So. Yeah, if anybody's out there, anybody can support her. Anna Paulina, check her out. Yeah, I, 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 that, that's why I was trying to call in, man, because uh, she hasn't set up shop yet. I mean, she won the primary, so now, you know, the party's going to set her up, you know, at, with an office and funding and all that other stuff. And we're going to be out there hitting the pavement like crazy trying to get her elected. Um, nope. So anyway, I appreciate you letting me and, uh, and talk about her and, and telling your fans and everything. Um, one other thing, I just wanted to t- uh, mention one other thing. I-, I spoke to one of my um, friends who lives in Miami, and they were saying how uh, she's from Colombia. And everything that's going on in Venezuela and everything, they are, it- it- they are well aware of what's going on around the world, what's going on in this country. And she was actually hired to in 2014 to do something with the kids in cages. And when... When they came out and said Trump is, you know, the reason why these kids are in cages in Texas and so forth, you know, they really pissed off people like her that were like, wait a minute. You know, she was like CNN, all these places are saying this and I'm watching this saying to myself, I don't like Trump. You know, I'm Hispanic. I'm from Colombia. And now I'm looking at these people like they're complete liars. Like she saw this in person in 2014 and 15 with Obama, with the kids in cages. So it's unbelievable how, you know, she's like, I didn't believe in fake news until I, I witnessed this on my own. And she's like, that's when I started to say, you know what, something's wrong here. Absolutely. I mean, people kind of get, get that, or that, that red pill moment, that wake up moment when they see it with their own two eyes and they can't deny it. It's like, OK, now I, ha- I can't deny what I saw. I'm convinced now I'm thinking differently. That's usually how it works. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, man, I know you got a lot of callers. I, I thank God I got through. But anything, I don't know how I can get to you about this Anna Paulina girl. If I can email you on what's going on, keep you updated, whatever. Because honestly, I think this woman, if you watch her and if your fans watch her, she is sharp. She's young. I mean, she is a go-getter. It, it's unbelievable. If she wins this race, this will be one of the biggest things in the Republican Party coming up this year. I'm convinced. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. 
All right, man. Take care now. I know. All right, shout out to the caller. So, yeah, that's uh, Anna Paulina. She's running, I think, in Florida's 21st, if I'm not mistaken. And Laura Loomer, she's running in Florida's 13th. And just make sure I'm straight with my, um, just to make sure that I got all my stuff together. So, no, nah, pardon me. I had it the wrong way. So, Anna Paulina is in Florida's 13th district, running up against Charlie Crist. And I think Laura Loomer is in, let me just make sure I got everything right, the 21st. Okay. So, that's what that is. All right. Let's get to the next call. 615, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Ryan. All right, man. What's going on? Hey, buddy. Um, want to just tell you, man, your show is great. I just keyed in on it uh, a couple months back. What I wanted to ask was if you see the correlation between the Black Lives Matter movement and what the Redeemer Democrats did after Reconstruction of the Civil War with the KKK as a way to use the KKK as a vigilante group to kind of call the spirits of uh, the individuals living in the South. It's the same thing. It's no difference. I, I was saying that for a while. It's the same exact thing, you know, and people say, oh, no, they're just peaceful. No, they're not peaceful. This is a politically motivated group. They're very violent. And Antifa as well, especially with the way things are nowadays with technology. And Antifa don't just go out in the street and do things. They're also online. They hack you. They dox you to do all kinds of stuff like that. And it's all kind of, it's all because of intimidation. It's all to get you to just acquiesce to whatever they want you to do. It's the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party revitalized in 2020. And it's to the point where the Democratic Party doesn't have to actually contract them directly because they're going to do it on their own. All the Democrats got to do is just not denounce them, which is why when I think that might have been Ted Cruz trying to get Mesa Hirono to say a thing that was negative about Antifa or BLM, she didn't want to do it because why would you do that? That's your enforcement arm. They're out there basically pushing your message and they're getting it done through violence. That's the exact same thing the Klan did back during late, late 1800s reconstruction. It's, it's no yeah. difference. Yeah. See, and, and, and one other thing that, that kind of, kind of, I don't know, just kind of dawned on me not too long ago was um, when that, uh, what is it, the Project Veritas did that um, expose on the Bernie campaign. And the one guy, he was saying, uh, you know, if Bernie doesn't make it, then cities are going to burn. And then, you know, here we are now with cities on fire, uh, people beating each other. You know, when I was growing up in the 80s, I never in my life thought the sentence you know, all lives matter or something even close to that would label you as a racist. And it just seems to me that they keep changing like the definitions of the words so that they keep changing the thought process of individuals so that they think certain ways. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's crazy how we've gone this far. And then even with this whole thing with the, the anthem and the flag kneeling, it's crazy that you got to say somebody's brave for, Standing during the national anthem, that was just normal. It wasn't this real big thing, but now it's like things are kind of like flipped on their head and what's up has become down and down become up. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everything you're doing, buddy. I'm going to get off and let somebody else jump in. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Take it easy, buddy.
All right, shout out to the caller. Let me get to the next one. 860, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Good evening, ABL. It's Sonia from the East Coast. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? All right. I can't believe I got through again. Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, you shared that Baltimore video about the woman running for office who's a Republican and how she said that BLM doesn't care about, I mean, that Democrats don't care about black people, et cetera. So I went ahead and shared that in my circles, and OMG, did I catch some heat. Wow. <laughs> People were so upset with me. It was so insane because I prefaced the whole share with just saying that I wish there were more people like her because I'm from New York City, and I said I want, you know, like maybe where's her counterpart? We need more options. We need more choices. It doesn't matter what party. And that just brought in so much hate. You know, they were saying that both the parties are moderates, but that the Republican Party has become the extreme one, that the president is doing more harm than good, yada, yada, yada. And, in fact, they were offended. They found it offensive that anybody would try to shove another black person in their face as if to say that this black person is more informed than them. Because um, <laughs> the, little, the little group that I shared it in is a bit diverse and everything. So... They were upset. They said the country's gerrymandered. They threw all these terms at me. One lady said that she is a political science major, and she knows very well what is going on in the country. And uh, basically, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. But, again, I wasn't talking about the issues. I wasn't talking about anything in particular. I just said that I wish we had more choices. And I don't think that the average voter has a political science degree, and yet our vote still counts, Right. Right. Exactly. No matter what. And then they said that um, BLM is about racism, racial bias, discrimination. I clearly don't know anything about white privilege and that um, Trump's not going to do a damn thing for this country in terms of racial um, discrimination and that backing Biden is a step toward change. And all I thought about was the only steps Biden can take is with a walker. <laughs> and I don't see him or Kamala or any of them being able to comprehend all the things that they're saying, I don't understand because they've been at it for so long and what have they done? And that's all I got. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how they're going to be. That's, that's what you could do about that. But I think maybe somebody in that group may have watched that video and thought a little bit different. Who knows? Well, one thing that I didn't know, they said that Martin Luther King was part Marxist, even though he supported organized religion and the nuclear family. Uh, I don't get that. Well, that's, that's what, that's I, what, that's what they, 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 they did say that. They did say that he, he was communist or whatever, but I'm not really sure to what extent. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure how that goes. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for everything you do, and I'll keep sharing it as long as I can. It doesn't matter to me because when I share stuff like that, even though 50 people hate on me, I make a new conservative friend. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> like hiding in the woodwork. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Have a good night. Thank you for the call. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Great call. But yeah, that whole thing is crazy. It's like, but these Democrats, they don't really want to hear it. They'll and, and the funniest part is they'll they talk about how racist Trump is, right? And then I say, hey, where's the racist uh, videotape or anything like that from Trump? And they come up with crickets. Central Park Five, well, it wasn't taboo back then in New York City to be against the Central Park Five. It was a video that I saw of people out there in the street, black, white, everybody in New York 
saying that these guys needed to get locked up because of what they did. Trump was no different than everybody else in New York. Now, all of a sudden, people being Monday morning quarterbacks looking, you know, hindsight being 2020, saying he was wrong because they got exonerated years later, saying that he was a racist for calling them what they were to everybody else at the time. It's crazy. Let's get to the next call. Valentine's Show, what's going on? Talk to me, Andy. How you feeling today, brother? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Hey, man, I'm going to have to fact check you, man. I'm going to have to fact check you. Listen, <laughs> listen, I heard you like maybe three, maybe three or four, four shows ago. You, you said you had a house in the rabbit hole. You said you had a house. Didn't you say that? I, I said something and like now, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now this woman, uh, I'm not going to say who, one of the women's come and say that she mentioned the Ralph shots. And you're like, no, I don't, I don't want to. I don't know anything about the Ralph shots. Come on, Andy. Come on. <laughs> but I'm like you, though. I'm like you. Like, I need facts. Like, I understand all these conspiracy theories. Crazy. Uh, so the Rothschilds, the this, the banking empire. I'm like, give me the facts, man. Give me the facts and I'll believe. But um, let me let me give you... Talking about cuties, man. It's insanity about the, the whole um, pedophilia and how we're normalizing pedophilia today, believe it or not. Hey, listen. All you guys hearing right now, you're going to get... A, 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 this is the first time. This is the game plan of the political left and of the pedophiles. This is what it is, right? It's, it's a four-step plan. First, you scandalize that that poster that Netflix did. Everybody, oh, it's crazy, right? Oh, my God. Then you come with the second step. You desensitize the poster. No, it's not that bad. It's just a, a competition. It's just a, a, they, these, these young girls are just doing a competition. It's not that bad. Three, you finalize it. You'll be like, yes, we got them. And then four, you prioritize. You make it normal for everybody to think that it's normal. Then you have your little girl saying, yo, you know, I want to dress in skimpy clothing. And then it's like, no, it's, it's normal. It's no problem, right? It's insanity, man. What do you, what, what you think about those steps? I just found that out today, man. I mean, it makes sense to me. It, it really does. You know, it's, it's, it's just a way. It's kind of like what Yuri Bezmenov was saying about, you know, how you kind of just ease the, the communism in and you just demoralize the nation. You get into the point where they'll... It's this kind of thing is normal. They bring it into their lives and you, you convince them that it's okay. It's not really a big deal. And you got them like that. So, yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, Yuri, that's the, the Russian spy, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that old clip of that video, like from 1980-something, and been around the internet everywhere. Yeah. You asked the question today, and you said, what will the DNC do when they lose in November? It's very easy, and this is what I believe um, they're, they're going to do. They're, they're going to take their loss and their candidate. Mark this day down. You heard it first on ABL Live. They will prop up Andrew Cuomo. This is going to be the next candidate, I believe, <laughs> for the Democratic Party. Wow. Talking about Andrew Cuomo, what what do you think about you? You know, because he has so many praises of the coronavirus. Oh, he's doing so good. He's so handsome. He's this. He's that. Yet he he Trump built them. He sent them mercy into New York, and he built them a hospital. Yet he decided to send the the senior citizens into the nursing homes and and killed a whole bunch of them. I mean, it's just insanity. But this is who, I, what I believe the DNC is gonna prop him back up. Question to you. Did you see his speech? I think it was day one of the DNC where he, and this is not the first time he does it, but he mentioned coronavirus and he calls it the European virus. Did you see that? I saw that, yeah. Why? You tell me. Why would we do that? I mean, if I had to guess, I don't really know, but if I had to guess, I would say that he just wants it to not be linked to China. 
you got a little deal with China going on, must just, you know, push it on Europe and, and make it be that way? I, I'm not really sure. I mean, th that's the only thing, I mean, that he's pro-China along with Chairman James, also LeBron James. Yeah, I LeBron. Mean, very, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chairman. I call him Chairman. He's Chairman <laughs> James out there. That's, that's how they know. Um, I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. Why would you side with China instead of calling it the Chinese virus, which it is. I mean, if you, even if you don't want to call it the Chinese virus, just call it for what it is. Instead of calling like the European virus, what does Europe have to do with this virus at all? Only if you just want to look good with the Chinese. It's, it's insanity. It's crazy, man. But, um, but, but you, again... Wait, but you know what? The thing huh? is, it's, it's easier to not be seen as racist to attack Europe than it is to attack China. You know, even though it, it did come from China, even though there are other viruses named for where it came from. But, hey, it is what it is. 2020. All what are you going to do? <laughs> all the time. All the time. And actually, that's I, I believe that, too. I mean, since Europe is so many nations, I believe none of them are going to come out and say, hey, stop doing that. China's just one nation. So and, and again, all the uh, monetary investment and whatnot. And the last thing I want to talk to you about today is Prince Royce, that you, the, the the Latin singer, that I think he came out in day one or day two. You don't know who he is. Yeah. He's actually um, a Dominican singer. He's, he sings okay. a, a style of music called bachata, which is kind of like blues. You could equate it to like love music kind of kind of thing. And he was out there again trying to the DNC trying to get that um, Hispanic vote, which I, I don't know if you know, but this year the Hispanic Latino vote will be. 13.3% uh, of the electorate, making it the highest minority, the first time ever. Wow. Um, surpassing the black vote in, 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 in 2013. So, I mean, in 2020. So I think that's why they're trying to make that whole jump towards Latinos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, man. It makes sense. You know, they got to get that. Hey, they're trying to just get all the, all, the, all the little groups and get them to vote. And they got priorities. They feel like they got the black vote in the bag. So now they got to try to convince the Hispanic people to come over and vote for them. But not us. You know, it's a us. Hey, vote for me. You ain't black. That's pretty much it. <laughs> but it's funny because the Hispanics, Hispanics are not generally they're not Democratic voters, at least the Democratic Party of 2020. They are more conservative. They are anti-abortion. They're pro-family. They're hardworking people. And, and they're not going to go for this gibberish of of, of the left, my only concern is that there there is a, a language barrier, and that might they, they don't know exactly, so that might put them over to they they see a Spanish last name running as a Democrat, or they see a Rodriguez or something like that, and that yeah. might put them over towards them. But my brother, thank you so much for always picking up my call. God bless you, man. God bless all your followers. The best subscribers on earth, <laughs> ABL man. Take care, my brother. God bless, brother. Thank you for the call. Thank you, man. All right, that was the Valentine's Show right here on YouTube's The Valentine's Show. All right, we got a few more calls on the line, of course. Let's get to the next one. 330, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Cody in Kent, Ohio. All righty, man. What's going on? Uh, not a lot. How are we doing? Uh, everything's good, man. Can't complain. Good. Good stuff. Uh, so, quick question. My brother lives in Lynchburg, Virginia. So, I haven't heard from him yet. I haven't talked to him today. Uh, but I heard that uh, Virginia is trying to pass mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations once they're available. How do you feel about that? Man, that's that's totally crazy. And I feel like that can't that can't actually be legal. I feel like that should be a court battle right there to stop that from happening. Because, you know, like you're telling me I can't even just I can't do what I can't be home without the vaccination. I can't go to work. I can't do anything without the vaccination. 
that that's crazy. I've not heard that, but um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. You know, that's part of the reason why I left is because of stuff like that going on. Well, that and their governor is just crazy. Yeah, and so, I, I saw him coming no, from Malloway. Yeah, I thought that was definitely crazy to hear. And I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I mean, they're trying to pass that. And if they are, I, honest to God, would not be surprised. But I was just trying to get your two cents on it. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's that's insane. Mandatory vaccine. Uh, like, that, that can't be legal because how can you test the vaccine to see if it's going to work on everybody? You might kill people doing that. It, or it may have long-lasting effect. It might have cancer later or even in a short period of time, five years later. No. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Like, you're going to have to... At that point, you're going to see some 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 actual action, some actual shooting in the street. That's not going to go down. It's just, you know, in Northern Virginia, they'll do it. The liberals out there, they'll do it. But other places in Virginia, it's not going to, it's just not going to happen. It's just not happening. Come to the hood doing that? Nope. Come to like some parts of Western Virginia and nah. In the mountains and stuff, it just ain't even going to, it's just not going to work. So, no. 904, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yes, sir. This is uh, Mr. Sean Connor from Jacksonville. All right, man. What's going on? Yes, sir. I was just, uh, I was contemplating uh, last week's DNC. Um, obviously, I'm a little late to the party. You probably give us some of your thoughts on that. But, uh, where do you see the RNC next week? Do you think it'll be the same empty commercial, or will we, will we have some more engaging um, audience participation? I, I haven't seen what they're going to do yet. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I'm not sure about the audience engagement. Am I on speakerphone? Because it's kind of backing up on me. Uh, yeah, let me get off of that. I'm sorry. All right, you good, good to go? Call you there? Yes, sir. I'm he- I'm still here. All right, cool. Good good money. So now, as far as the RNC, I'm not really sure what they're going to do as far as... Ah, he, the, the phone hung up. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. So, yeah, shout out to the caller. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer his question. Um, Now, I'm not sure what they're going to do with the RNC, if they're going to have in person or what, but I feel like it's going to be more engaging based upon who's going to be there. They're going to have... Trump there, obviously, is going to be engaging. They're going to have Nate Salmon. They're going to have um, the McCloskeys from St. Louis. Hopefully, there's some kind of audience and involvement, but I'm not sure how they're going to do that. It's just, you know, it's just really weird altogether. They need to just bring back these um, events and stop playing games. Four, three, four, you're in the line. I'm speaking to. Oh, uh, hi. Is this ABL? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Oh, it's great. Um, name's uh, Ricky. I'm from Virginia. Um, I just recently found your videos online. Uh, I've been really trying to get like the uh, other narrative, and I'm very grateful that you guys, uh, that you have been actually putting out that narrative. It's it's, it's really beneficial. I've always been teeter-tottering between um, uh, both both sides, never really sided with one, but it's really nice to see that you got that you're actually putting out this content to uh, uh, just you know just just putting information out there, not just putting just opinions and you know fake news as they say. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. 
All right. Have a good day. All right. Now, same to you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Appreciate him. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. And the number is always in the description box below and a ticker below right here when it fades to that particular point in time all throughout the show. And if you're listening on an audio streaming platform, give me a five-star rating. Give me a review, whatever you can. Share it. And if you're watching live right now on YouTube or after the live show, hit the like button. And if you're not subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Subscribe right now. It's totally free. And when you subscribe, click the little bell right there as well. When you click that bell, you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. All righty. Let's get to the next one. 541, you don't know who I'm going to speak to. Hello? Yes, yeah, 541, who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Brandon. All righty, Brandon. What's going on? Not much. Uh, yeah, I was basically calling to ask you about, did you see what was going on in Portland, Oregon today? More of the, the uh, um, Proud Boys. Now, I, I didn't. I didn't see the Proud Boys specifically. I just saw a thumbnail of some fighting. I didn't. I didn't know who was fighting though. So it was the Proud Boys that were out there. Yeah, the pa- Proud Boys, and I, I think the Patriots or something. I, I. I don't know. I didn't make it down there, but uh, yeah. So uh, that was going on. But uh, basically, what I was wanting to call and ask you about was uh, with this whole. Uh, you know, RNC going on next week. Do you think there's going to be any celebrities or anything coming out there to, you know, back up Trump? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. I mean, it could be some celebrities coming out there. You know, it could be some surprise guests. I, I hope so, because I have seen some celebrities on Twitter kind of like hitting that being conservative or just being not right conservative. So who knows? That's a good question. But I think that if there would be anybody out there, it'd be kind of a surprise. Yeah, uh, because, you know, you, you back uh, our president and you're automatically canceled. Exactly. Uh, um, and, and then one other thing was, uh, you know, with uh, I can't remember his name. Um, oh, it's OK. I can't remember his name. But thank you for taking my call. I right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Let me get to the next call here. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Let me get to the next one. 405, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, yes, you're speaking to Dennis. All righty, man, what's and going on? What's going on is Donald Trump is going to win by a landslide. I'm in the great state of Florida, and we go out four days a week, and we flag waves. We started out with like 10 people, and now we got over 100 people. We don't care if it's raining, lightning, storming, whatever. And we started out with like four on the corner, and now we uh, go like four three corners and just have one. And it's even in Miami and Lucerne, you name it, we broke the record in Pinellas County in, uh, for they have 18 1,800 votes with uh, a parade for Trump in Pinellas County. He got it. He got it. But he was him winning. It's going to come with a price. And the price is they have no more tricks to pull them. They don't have nothing else to do but put us in civil war. And we're going to have to really be careful because he may win it, but 
they're going to continue to put false flags up. He has, they, they don't want you to know that, oh, the black voters, no, no, no. There's a lot of black voters. And the reason why I say that, we go to a little town called Castleberry, Florida, and you'd be surprised how many black people come after with Trump flags, flying on the cars, in the cars, around the cars, you name it. They even have um, black voices for Trump. And, I mean, you'd be surprised. You, Florida, I know he got him pinned. He got Florida pinned down. We've got to really pay attention to what's going on. Do not, do not mail your ballots in. Make sure that you tell your people to open up the schools, open up the churches, open up the libraries, open up all those places. And the reason that they don't want them open up is because they have everything in common. What do they have in common? Nobody didn't even think about it. They all have in common. They are voting places. If you keep the schools closed, if you keep the churches closed, if you keep the synagogues closed and the libraries closed, then they have an excuse, oh, we can mail the ballots in. No. Go in person. If you can go to, in person to, to Walmart and, and Publix and Wally World, all those places to get my groceries, you should be able to go in public, uh, go publicly and go and vote. ABL, how you that? Doing a good job. Trump will get it in 2020. However, please be mindful after 2020. Martin Luther King was not a Marxist. Martin Luther King was Republican. No, do people know. Not only Martin Luther King, but a lot of other of our black leaders were Republicans. Thank you, ABL. You have a good evening. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah. You know, the, the support, the enthusiasm for Trump is way, is way above what people trying to say. But there's no enthusiasm for uh, Creepy Joe. It's just not there. Not in the least bit. All righty. So let's get to the next call here. And let's go. Hold on one second. Our call you on the line. We'll speak to 631. Yes. Hi, Mr. Logan. All righty. Yes, what's, sir. What's happening? Can you hear me? Yes, Mr. Logan. Good evening, sir. How are you doing this evening? Everything's sir? great, man. How about yourself? I'm awesome. I just wanted to, my name is Greg Levin, and I've been watching your show, Mr. Logan, and I really enjoy your perspective in respect to the Democratic Party, the RNC, and the DNC. Um, I, was, I was raised by an African-American lady. I'm Jewish. And I'd just like to know, you know, that I was former supporting the Democratic Party, and after I saw what was going on with Bernie Sanders, I totally went over to the other side, the RNC, and I voted for him. And as a Jamaican, I call myself laughingly. My sons were born in Jamaica. My first two, my last was born here in New York. But my perspective is, is that Queens, New York, where the president is from, is it's amazing. He, he left New York and he went to Florida. And I just wanted your perspective of, where the president is at as far as the city of New York and where he's at now. I'm not sure what you mean, like as far as what he thinks about what's happening with New York. Yeah, not only what's happening with New York, but what, you know, it's fact that he's from Queens, New York, 
South Jamaica, Queens. I don't know if you know that area at all. Are you familiar with South Jamaica, Queens? Yeah, that's um. Now it's like more of a black area, ain't it? Well, it's it's mixed. It's it's um it's a mixture of Asian, Muslim, you know, people from Pakistan, uh-huh. African Americans. Where I was living, yeah, it's, it's predominantly African American or was, but it's being gentrified. Ah, uh, okay. But, what is your perspective as far as where the president's at as far as the city of New York and your whole perspective of what's been going on in the city of New York? Well, I'm not really sure about what Trump thinks. I think that, well, from what I've seen, I think he does not like... Your perspective. The, huh? Your perspective. I mean, oh, my, my, your perspective? Oh, okay, from my perspective, it's a shame what de Blasio was doing. And I feel like he's undoing a lot of what Giuliani, even to a certain extent, Bloomberg, but definitely Giuliani, what he did to get things back on track. And a guy like de Blasio does not understand what it takes to have a city like New York operate properly. When you just let a lot of these, you know, the, the quality of life issues kind of go by the wayside. Some of the small things, yes, sir. They, they add up to big things. And he doesn't really understand that. And now you have New York going down the tubes because of because of that. You can just let things go. And then you're trying to defund the police. It's like you're going in the wrong direction. All right. It was already you got eight million people in New York, probably about eight point five million in New York City. Yep. And all the, and then yep. you're trying you're trying to have less police. It was already not really enough police. So it doesn't really make any exactly. sense. Yeah, he's doing all of the wrong things for New York City. And it's a shame to see it. It really is. I mean, from my perspective, I think New York may go Republican. And it might be a big surprise this year. I just, I have that feeling. Because you have some really good people coming over to the RNC and standing up in South Jamaica, Queens. But I really want to thank you for taking my call tonight. And I really enjoy your perspective, Mr. Logan. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Yes, sir. God bless. You have a great day, sir. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, de Blasio is terrible. That, that broken window stuff does work. The broken windows policing or the policy, you know, you, you can't just let little stuff go. When you let little stuff go, it balloons into bigger things. That's how it always works, especially in a place like New York City. When, when you, you got nip, nipping in the bud, that's really what broken windows policing is, is nipping things in the bud before they get to be out of control. You see one dope boy in the corner. It's like seeing one roach in your house. Go ahead and exterminate it right now so you don't get a whole infestation. And what de Blasio was doing is like feeding roaches cheese and bread like they like they live in Paris, France. You giving them a you giving them safe harbor, and then you putting homeless people in the hotels. It's like what are you even doing? What's the purpose of doing that? I don't understand. All right, let's get to the next call. Eight zero one, you know the line. I'm gonna speak to. Hey, hello there, ABL. It's Doctor of Disaster. How are you tonight? Oh, everything's good, man. Can't complain. How about yourself? I'm doing the same. Hey, I wanted to talk about something that, uh, you know, the elderly lady down south in Florida was talking about, and that's mail-in voting. Uh, I believe that the Democrats are trying to double their chances of winning. And I say that after reading a paper from Loyola University on uh, what would happen if there wasn't a clear winner and they would bring in 
the president of the Senate to try to clear it. And if that didn't happen, then by, I believe they said the 20, the 18th, that the leader of the House would become uh, president temporarily. Well, I, I think I've heard that, but yeah, I, I think that that might be the case, but I'm not really sure. First of all, if that were to happen, I'm not really sure what impact it would have, because like let's say Lancey, let's say Pelosi became the president, right? Um, if she was trying to do anything, it could just be undone right away when Trump was to come back in after the after the account. So it, she'd be a total, she'd be the epitome of a lame duck, because she would she'd be temporary. She wouldn't be there long. Well, but then you've got the other side of that where uh, if intentional, the blue states could intentionally hold it up for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if they hold it up for six months or a year. And the other thing is we've seen in past when they start counting votes and recounting votes, all of a sudden more Democrats get uh, ballots for them. Right. I mean, it's just like Chicago, and I live near, well, kind of near Chicago, about an hour away. But uh, in Chicago, it's a well-known fact that people in the grave vote. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so I think that they're just trying to double down and trying to make something work. Yeah, they're trying. Like, it was the same. It was a similar situation in 2016. They, they were trying to do different things to make sure that Trump didn't win. And it's the same thing now. You know, they're doing the violence and intimidation in the street. And then they're doing the whole thing with the mail-in voting and sending ballots to everybody and no ID. It's the same old thing. It's just to uh, it's just a, a degree up because you got the virus in there, and they're using that to their advantage. And some of us even think that that virus was planned, uh, and that it was released. And I'm to be honest with you, I'm not so, so sure about Fauci. I, I I'm kind of leery of him. I, I mean, I think I think we know, all are. It, well, you know, if you watch Project Veritas stuff, what happens is uh, the Democrats have socialists and communists that have infiltrated the highest levels of government, not all the way up to the director, but they're up there, and they're intentionally trying to slow Trump down. And it's the same tactic that they're using on the city streets in the blue states. Oh, of course. It's just, it's crazy. But, you know, I'm going to be doing something now real quick. I'm going to be doing something on this in the next couple of days. But in many states, the mail-in ballots actually identify on the outside of the envelope if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah, it, 
So it, it'll be it'll be very easy for a postal worker to say, you know what, um, I don't like uh, Republicans. I throw that in the trash and only deliver the Democrat ones. I've I've seen it before. I saw a, a lady go to jail for um, keeping mail in the storage unit, an actual right. poster carrier. So I've seen it happen before. So it, it can happen again. Well, and then you had that one that just recently filed for uh, change of party for Democrats from Republican from people on his mail carrier route. Yeah. So, you know, we there's a lot of horse hockey going on, and we really need to be out there watching and trying to stop it ourselves, you know, when we see it reported. Just my thoughts. Very good points. I thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Talk to you later, bud. All right, now. Bye-bye. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Great points that were made. You know, I have no arguments. So shout out to him. And thank you all again for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. Let me get to the next call. All right, call you on the line. I'm speaking to 617. Oh, hey, hey, MP. Am, am I live? You're live. Oh, hey, Anthony, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm calling from Boston, and there's a really big story that everybody's not reporting on. Are you familiar with um, a candidate called Raya uh, Campbell? Um, no, I'm not. Okay, Raya Campbell is a beautiful woman. She's a black Republican. She's running against uh, 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 Presley and that. I'm sorry. I'm, I just walked Ayanna up. Presley? Yes, sir. And uh, Ayanna Presley's campaign manager, was uh, she's in charge of BLM here in Boston. Mm. A leaked video of her campaign manager got leaked on the Internet. And if you type in Monica Cannon Grant, that's Cannon with uh, three N's. So there's two N's in the middle. Monica Cannon Grant went after Ray Campbell because she has a white husband. And I'm not trying to be dirty when I say this, but she said that, um, she, you know, she called her the N word. She said that she's riding, riding white tea, you know, down below the belt. I don't want to say it. Um, and then she said, you know, um, you're, <clears throat> um, she said, you know, you can get shot in the back of the head for what you're doing. And this got reported in the Boston Herald, um, the Lowell Sun. And there's another smaller YouTuber called Turtle Sports. He's a little, uh, he's in, he covers Boston news. Um, but, you know, nobody really knows about this story. And her, her life got threatened when she had to move out of her house for her a week or so because when this video got leaked out, uh, you know, she, you know, this BLM woman who, uh, uh, Kennedy, the Joe King, whatever that congressman here in, uh, Massachusetts went to Monica King Grant to get her endorsement. Um, this happened, I believe, uh, maybe Monday or Tuesday. It was outside Boston city hall. Joe Kennedy was there with Monica King Grant, Raya shows up and um, she found out Joe was going to be at Boston City Hall outside and she confronted um, Joe 
And Joe says, are you going <clears> to, <throat> you know, say what she said was wrong? She, Reyes says, you know, she called me the N-word because I'm married to a white man. And she talked about me getting blown, I uh, had the back of my head blown off. You know, and this is somebody on BLM who's making death threats. And, you know, it's, and, and nobody says, hey, you know, that's wrong or whatever. You know, no, like none of the, no, it was just the Boston Herald and one other Boston newspaper that covered it and some small guy up here in Boston. Okay. Um, if, if, if you just type in Raya, uh, it's Rayla, uh, R-A-Y-L-A Campbell. Um, maybe, you know, you, you know, you may want to interview her cause she has a really good story and, uh, she's running for Congress and, um, I'm ho- ho- a lot of people are hoping she wins. Yeah, I- I'll check her out. Absolutely. Okay. I just want to say, I-, I really enjoy your videos and, um, uh, I'm a huge fan, sir. Well, I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, thank you. So it's Rayla uh, Campbell. Uh, you can find her on Facebook and, and uh, her uh, not, her cell phone's right on her Facebook. I got you too for Congress. Alrighty. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Alrighty. Let's get to the next call here. Let's go. Nine eight zero. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is Josh Allen Marshfield, North Carolina. How are you doing, man? Everything's good, man. Can't complain about yourself. Doing good. Hey, uh, just want to get your input. Been listening to you for a while, uh, especially since all this BLM stuff broke loose and had some issues in my family where my sisters kind of went down the track that I didn't think they were going to go. I thought they were a little smarter than that, but this- hey, you never know uh, about your family. We aren't really that close. So. They, uh, identify more with the uh, white privilege mindset and my sister posted up the, uh, an article i can't remember who wrote the article but it was kind of a a list of things that white people need to do that can help the community and i think one of the bullet points was uh white people can stand on the front lines and take the bullets for brown and black people and uh i posted back and said you know this is crazy. Wait a minute. So wait, wait, wait. Let's let's pause. Let's pause for a moment. So she posted yep. that about they can stand on the front lines, take bullets of black people. Yeah, it was like it was that, and there were some other points like uh, um, you can post receipts for your bond money and bail money that you put up for people, violent protesters who burning down stuff, uh, uh, donate and stuff to BLM and. Just, and I tried to take it with a grain of salt and kind of read it just to see their point of view. And that was the one that kind of stuck out to me was standing on the front lines and take bullets or something. Because they have kids. I have kids. I'm like, really, you're going to stand out there and take a bullet for somebody? And and the discussing just kind of devolved. And I, I tried to bring up some valid points about, you know, the abortion rates uh, in the black community just, just things that, that I see, you know, coming from from black conservatives' point of view about things that need to change uh, in, in, in that type of community. And I just kind of got shot down from all of it. Uh, all their friends kind of gang-piled on me, and then 
the conversation ended with, you know, them feeling sorry for me and the way I'm raising my children. Wow. Uh, that I'm not going to expose my child to, to racism or tell them about how she has white privilege. And it's just, it's a mess, man. It's just a mess out there. So just kind of wondering your input on that. Like, how do you approach um, family that's just kind of split on this? And I know, you know, we come from different uh, walks of life, but we, we still focus on the same things about make America great. You know, this is, this is the land of opportunity and everybody has that opportunity. I feel like, how do you convey that to somebody? Because uh, I, I feel like I've just been shunned from the family. I mean, like, really, sometimes it's not possible to do it directly at all. Like, somebody like that, you're not really going to get anywhere. I, I didn't try that with my family, and it's the same thing. You get people screeching. and Because, really, the problem is that they're not willing to have an open mind. If a person is in that space, then you can't talk to them. I can talk to anybody about what's going on. We can have an intelligent conversation. When somebody doesn't want to hear you, they don't want to have a conversation about things. You can actually bring up some legitimate facts, have all your ducks in a row, have charts and graphs and whatnot, but it doesn't matter how much facts you bring, how much evidence you bring, they're going to still stick to what they want to stick to until they become more open-minded. So all I ever do is just, I just drop little seeds here and there, just a lot of little comments, not said start any kind of conversation or any kind of debate. There's little comments, you know, what's, what's a good one I would say? Something about, you know, the, the tax rate. You now I got a little, bit more, little bit more money in my pocket. I can give more to the food bank or something. Something that you can't even really argue. Something that is not necessarily straight political, but it does have a little bit of political tinge to it. And just drop it out there. And don't even argue when it. Just drop it out there. And then all you can do is hope that maybe it kind of like registered with her. That's all you can do. Hmm. And then when she gets to the point where she's open-minded and she's willing to have a conversation... Maybe she'll come to you and ask you a question. Then at that point, you, you got something. But until then, all you're going to do is just end up with friction and fighting. And the more you try to force, it, it'll just get worse because she's not prepared to be in that situation. It's like when somebody's on drugs and you, you're trying to force them to get off, they're not going to get off until they're ready to get off. So that's, that's generally how I approach it. And it's not much more that I can do. Right. So uh, I did watch, I've watched a lot of your videos, man. I really appreciate your point of view. Um, and one of them that really stuck with me was the, uh, you're kind of coming out for your like walking away story from the, the Democrat party. And you mentioned that a lot of your uh, friends and family just kind of shunned you as well. Have you, have you tried that tactic on your friends and family? Has that been successful in, in any of those areas? Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you, okay, now, some friends aren't really friends and you're going to lose them. And that's fine because that's just life. You're not going to always keep your friends your whole life. So some friends weren't friends and they're gone, but some family were really upset with me. I'm talking about my parents, cousins, people I know my whole life since I've been a baby, you know, were really upset. But at the end of the day, we're still family. So we're still going to see so We're still going to talk. So after a while, they just kind of understood this is where I'm at and they respect me for it because the way I carry myself, I'm not, you know, some kind of crazy person, just a regular person. And that's how I come across. And I'm always, I'm, I'm still myself. I just think differently politically. 
so after a while, things it's got pretty good. Like with my father, that was a that was the main one. Like when I first was saying that I was conservative and whatnot, you know, we almost had a fist fight. Well, we we did kind of get into a little fist fight, but not really. It wasn't a, a knockdown, drag out fight, but you know, and he's my size. I'm six three, two fifteen. We the same size. So we talking about like a UFC fight. But anyway, after that, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of chilly for a while. But then it just kind of as as he saw that this is gonna be me. And you got to respect it. And I respect him. We got the mutual respect. And then from there, we, we good. I talk to him all the time. We talk on the phone for a long time about everything. And it's no problem. Same thing with everybody else. It's my family members. But some of my friends, that's gone. But at the same time, I've gained more friends. I've gained better friends than the ones that I had. So I'm not even really worried about it. Yep. Yep. I do remember recall you saying that uh, in the video. Well, look, I appreciate your input, man. Um, it's Keep doing what you're doing, man. I really appreciate you guys uh, being out there and, and talking and spreading your point of view uh, as well. well. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Good night, bro. All right. Shout out to the caller. Hopefully they help, man. You know, yeah, you, you're going to lose friends because here's the thing. Some friends ain't your friends, and it takes a thing to happen for you to find out. It might not even be being conservative and you telling your friends that after being liberal, it might not even be that. It might be something else. It could be some kind of family tragedy that happens. It could be anything that goes on. You know, it might must might start being on drugs. And you, ain't, you don't want to be around that and you leave and that's not your friend anymore. That's just kind of how life is. You know, you might leave, move away and you lose contact. That's just how it is. But with family, it can, it can be like that as well with, with some family. But if, you, if they're really your family and they're really there for you, you'll be able to get beyond the political stuff, in my opinion. That's just how I feel. But not everybody has the same kind of experience, but that was my experience. All right. So let's get to the next call here. 716, you're online. Who am I speaking to? Uh, hey, Anthony. Uh, hello. Um, uh, it's Gene. All right, man. What's going on? Yeah, um, I, I want to talk about uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, who is 60 years, uh, 62 years old, who is supposed to probably go, you know, spend some time with his grandkids and stuff like that. But um, the useless laws that he passes, um, uh, first of all, he passed like not one time ago, he passed a law about seatbelts on the back of the you know the back seats that people supposed to wear um not just under 16 people years old but over 16 and everybody have to wear seat belts so basically everybody in the car is supposed to wear seat belts and then uh, he denied unemployment help from you know executive order of uh, uh trump and then saying closing restaurants in the fall because of a coronavirus, and then making more low wages unemployed people after that. And then we just received the email that um, supposedly New York State just sent email to FEMA for help for unemployment. <laughs> what can you say about that? Um, about what specifically? Well, the last one, at least. Um, the, the, I mean, uh, there were stages where I, you know what I mean. 
and he is asking for FEMA to help right now. Well, for I'm... unemployment wage, uh, for unemployment wages compensation. I feel like there could have been some things to done to prevent this from happening to begin with. Yeah, first of all, he's like uh, he said, you cannot draw water from a stone. You, you know, that's what he said. That's why I will not accept Trump's help about un unemployment. But then he wants to close restaurants in the fall because of a coronavirus. You know what? Coronavirus is everywhere. It will always be there. And you, you just have to deal with it. Your immune system will also deal with it. And then they want to put uh, kids in schools right now in the masks. Uh, do, do, do you know that um, kids that have some sort of a long problems, like even uh, all sorts of uh, things, they cannot be in the mask. Those yeah, right. Eyes. Because they, they can't breathe. You got to be able to breathe, and you got to you got to be able to breathe wherever you are. And if you got a mask covering you, you might have asthma. You might have asthma or something like that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, caller, hold on. You might have you might have asthma or something like that. And if you got a mask on, you're not going to really be able to breathe. And and truthfully, the mask is not really going to help, honestly. And kids don't really have an no, issue with the virus, so there's no purpose in even doing it. Yeah, and uh, I remember as a kid. I was uh, going unconscious in the buses. I overcome that, but I had asthma as I was a kid, and my immune system kicked in. I didn't have any vaccines or anything. I just survived, you know? And, yeah. Right, exactly. That's, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be, natural selection. And at the same time, we have to build up our immune system, not vaccines, not uh, in some states they want to enforce in, uh, vaccines. Vaccines are chemicals that are not friendly to all the people. Right. Simple as that. Yeah. And I hope you understand that because I do understand that. Yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> And just one thing, please, people understand, don't vaccinate yourself, even from a flu, flu shots. Uh, they say flu shots mandatory to return to work. Well, guess what? Protest that. Please protest that. Even the regular flu shot uh, destroys or lowers your immune system. It's simple as that. That's right. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm 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 sorry. I I was preparing to talk to you properly, but before I got to you, uh, I drink so many drinks. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, Anthony, I, I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry that I call in drunk, but uh, I actually tried to call you two hours ago. And I'm sorry for the audience. And All right. Well, okay. How, 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 about, how about this? How about this? So next time, call in. Please sober. Please, because we got to be able to talk properly. So I'm going to get to the next yeah, call now. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna get to the next call. Next time, definitely. I okay. Will call in sober. All right. All right. And Anthony, uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Thanks for the audience. And believe me, 
uh, when I'm talking about vaccines. Don't take them. All right. Thank you for Don't the call. take vaccines. Okay, guys. Uh, have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Hey, call don't don't be drinking when you call here because this is live and people they can hear your voice and I got your number. Don't say nothing crazy, man. <laughs> that, that that somebody said vodka, that, that Russian vodka. That's racist. All right, let's get to the next call. All right, let's go. Four one nine on the line. I'm speaking to. Four one nine. Hey, what's up, baby? Hey, how you doing, ABL? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Oh, not much, man. Hey, uh, I was just calling. I called. I called. This is my second time calling you. I called you a couple of weeks ago, and I'm the guy that was calling from Georgia. And uh, I was going to say that I'm, I'm. I'm actually. I'm going in. I'm going in early voting, and voting at my at my poll. I'm not. I'm not mailing mine in and stuff. So that's what I'm doing. Now, hey, that, that's um, that's the way to go because the mailing voting man. It might it might be on the side of the road somewhere. You never know what's going to happen with that ballot. So in person, yeah. In a, I, in a, I, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I say, and I live in Decatur, man. So Decatur is like you know, this is like you know, is a uh, very democratic area and stuff like that. So, but uh, yeah, man, I was gonna say uh, another thing too. I'm gonna tell you, my, I want to take, I'm gonna tell you my 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 journey. Uh, like I say, I'm I'm 56. I mean, I'm 54. I'll be 54 September 22nd on your birthday or my birthday or whatever. And uh, I was gonna say, man, you know, my journey started in '92. Um, the last, the last Democratic uh, president I voted for was, of course, Clinton back then. First person I ever voted for as a, when I was younger in 1984, I voted for uh, uh, Jesse Jackson <laughs> <laughs> for the primary, right? So that was, you know, that, of course I was young and stupid and stuff like that. I was like a junior in high school and stuff like that. So, but the thing that changed me, man, the thing that changed me was Clinton. And, you know, the thing with Clinton as far as, like, you know, his daughter, when he's talking about he's going to take his daughter, have his daughter go to the inner city school and stuff like that. And then all the little whistles and stuff like that, talking about all this. You know, I didn't know when I was, as, as, you know, growing up, I'm from originally from Ohio. So growing up in my situation, it was like my everybody in my family was, you know, Democratic and things like that. We all fell for the same stories about how they're going to do this and how they're going to do that. And how they gonna do this for us? How you gonna do that for us? And you know, Republicans bad. And you know, like I say, like I say, I wish I would have voted for Reagan, but you know, the first Republican I've ever voted for was George W. Bush. And you know, and that thing with that, the thing with George W. Bush is like, you know, he was saying all the things. He was he was very gentlemanly about about things and stuff like, but he never fought back. And that was the thing that kind of killed me, man, because like I said, he did he did a lot, but he wasn't you know he wasn't credited for all the stuff he did. And then, like I say, it was just like, you know, it's just those things, you know, all the different things that's going on in the Democratic Party. They was always talking all this stuff. But then, like you said, you know, you were saying about how you was, how you started out being in the, in the when you said you was like in the in the Black Power Movement and everything like that. It seemed like all the agendas that we wanted never got put forward. They put all this other stuff forward as far as like the emasculation of black men and, you know, in the and as far as like how women, um, you know, like pushing women, which they women should be pushed forward, but still, it shouldn't. They their agenda is we should work together. And yeah. just like I say, just all, all this stuff compounded, man. And it was like I was like I was done. And then think about it though, Obama, man. It's like okay, you know, when Obama, like, I, now I was I went up, went up when they, when they first when Obama first ran, 
I'm thinking like, oh man, he's gonna be the first black president and everything like that. And I was going, I was teetering, but then I started listening to him talk. And I graduated from art school, and you know how art school is. You know all your art school friends. It's college in general. And he sounded like all the people I went to art school with. And it was like all these different agendas he was saying and things like that. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. And you know, like I say, I, I voted. You know, and I, I sat that one out because I knew he was gonna win because he was saying all the key words to get people to vote. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I sat that one out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't vote for McCain. I said, forget that. And then when Romney ran, <laughs> I said, okay, maybe it might be a chance. And I said, no, he still, you know, he still got that momentum going. He still was, he still, he still wasn't doing anything for us, but he still had the agenda going. But it was like, man, it was like, man, I'm done with it. And then, like I say, with Trump, I voted for Trump, and I'm gonna vote for Trump again. And I and I'm and like I say I can't you know like you said you can't really say anything to people because I just had a discussion with my dad today and he was talking about Biden I'm like man look you my my dad like seventy some years old he you know he was he was oh, he was he was talking about all the things he did back in the sixties and seventies and stuff like that and I was like you went through all this stuff and he said well, did you ever did you ever um you know did you ever get a part be a part of the civil rights movement or the Black Panther Party or anything like that no he was he said no I would never got a part of that I was a person that was starting the riots. So, you know, mm. it's like, man, I, I, it, I'm i trying to take your time, man. But like I said, I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to get my story out, man. And like I say, I am voting for Trump. And, uh, you know, like I say, I think, like I said, I think he's done, he, I think he's done a lot compared to like, the lip service and stuff like that. So that, you know, like I say, as far as like them pandering and everything like that, it's just, man, it's just, it's just ridiculous, man. And it's just, it's sad that the party, it, that party is like that. And it's like I say, I don't see what, what, how they gonna recover from? But like you said, I think local, locally, they're gonna do well because you know you got a lot of brain dead people in these, you know, in, in these cities and stuff. So, but it is what it is. Like Michelle Obama said. <laughs> <laughs> so, but other than that, man, that's all I wanted to say. And like I say, man, I'm proud. Like I, like I told you before, I'm proud of y'all, man, because like I say, my generation, you know, we we. we we it's it's hard to say stuff. I mean, you know, we can say stuff, but it's like you know, we don't. You know, it's just like I'm. I'm like I said, I'll be 54 years old, man. So I can only do so much. But like I said, I'm, I'm proud of y'all, man. So let's do what y'all do. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. You take care, man. Peace. I know. All right, shout out to the caller. Uh, the number to call is 434-658-1220. The number is always in the description box below and also in the ticker right here below me. When it'll just animate and move on, it'll get to the point where it shows a number as well. And like the video if you like what you're hearing so far. Give me a thumbs up. Also, if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that for me right now. And when you do that, click the little bell right there so you get notified whenever I go live or post a new video. You get notified more than just having it in your little sub feed. You get an actual notification to ping straight to your thing. So let's get to the next one. All right, call you on the line. Let's speak to 361. Yeah. All right. I'm calling into ABL. You're speaking to me right now live. What's going on? All right. I just wanted to get you. I love your show. I just wanted to get some input. I had some questions about right. the Democrats and what they're trying to do. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want me to ask you the questions now or live? Ask, ask them right. We're live right now, so go ahead and ask them. All right. Hey, ABL, I love your show. Uh, I just want to know if you think that the Democrats are purposely trying to throw the election. 
in an effort to dispute the election results with the notion that the mail-in ballots are were miscounted like the Bush-Gore election in 2000. It's uh, the hang chads, all that. My opinion is that the Democrats are trying to remove de- democracy and kind of institute Marxism. I think they put Joe Biden out there because they know they won't win in 2020, and they're trying to burn down the system. And uh, you know, the Democrat run states and city cities have no end of riots for the past months almost a half a year and but here in south small city texas south texas we have nothing close to that sort of insanity every house has a gun in it and just like good fences make good neighbors neighbors with guns make a politer politer neighborhood so i just wanted to get your all hang up and listen to your thoughts thank you for the call definitely appreciate you <laughs> all right um what was i going to say and the comments you guys are hilarious i'm not i'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna just not even I'm gonna, I'm gonna not even read that i'm gonna just you know focus on what i gotta say um i think the democrats are taking advantage of what's going on right now in the streets and the, of the virus and also all the blm stuff is working to their advantage this is why like I said earlier, when Ted Cruz asked Mesa Hirono to say something negative about Antifa, she didn't want to do it. Why? Because Antifa and BLM are the effective enforcement arm of the Democratic Party, and she doesn't want to upset them. That's what's going on. So they're, they're intentionally not calling them out because they work to their advantage. That's what's going on. All right, let me get to the next one here. Okay, and... Uh, Let's do 775 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, uh, ABL. Love uh, hearing your voice. Uh, this is James from uh, Manila. How are you? Oh, everything's good, man. I can't complain. Hey, uh, I noticed you mentioned, and, and this is uh, something that's come up recently in the last, uh, wow, just the last week, Q. And uh, you'd, you'd mentioned something earlier in the show about it. Uh, and I saw this thing that Bill Maher did, and he it looked like he spent all day. He had a set and costumes and all of this and, and gave this whole description of what Q is, as a conspiracy QAnon and all of this, and declared himself Q facetiously and whatnot. But uh, nobody is really bothered to ask people. Uh, it, it, it seems like something is going to happen just like uh well you know people said pizzagate wasn't real and now you've got epstein and pizzagate wasn't anything about just a ping pong parlor it had everything to do with a, a commodity but um i'm just curious uh i i know the guy uh and and worked i've worked with this guy for for 20 some years who um owned owns 8chan which is 8coon.top is now the network that q posts on and nobody's really, I mean, they shut down HN, called the guy a terrorist. Uh, we had to go testify in front of uh, Congress. But uh, I'm just curious if you, do you want to talk to Jim Watkins? I mean, he'd be happy to talk to you, loves his show. I mean, loves your show. I'd, I'd be happy to set that up. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I, I just couldn't find the right place to, 
I was calling in about something else, and I, I was watching Bill Maher in the meantime. So that uh, that that's my question. Well, I'm definitely interested for sure. I mean, I think the best way would be just to make sure that you email me so I don't lose track of what's going on because I get a lot of requests and stuff like that. So it, my, my website's out there. My email is contact at anthonyblogan.com. It's on the website. You can find it. But that's the best way. And I, I remember this conversation. Of course, we got it recorded live. So I'll, I'll remember you and what's going on. We can, we can definitely get something set up. Uh, copy that. Appreciate your work, ABL. And uh, man, you know, just uh, what you're doing is so important, especially right now. Thanks again uh, for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Wow, that's amazing. So shout out to him. You know, we can get that set up for sure. All righty. And let's get to some more calls here. We got a little bit more time left. Uh, this show was always 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday nights and Wednesday nights. And I'm also always live on Brandon Tatum's channel from 8 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern or 8 to 11, depending upon how we're going to do it on a Thursday. All righty. So let's go ahead and get to it. Let's do. OK, the, the, the calls are, are flying in. Hold on. Let me just get myself together. Nine five one, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yes, who am I speaking to? Hendrick, nigger. Okay, you got a troll. I've had a troll in a long time. Okay, let's go. Eight two eight, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL, what's happening, my man? Everything's good, man. What's going on? can't believe I got in finally. I've been trying for weeks. Been watching you all summer, man. Love the show. Love the show. You and Brandon Tatum and Kevin's Corner. That's another guy that I watched that I don't hear much about. I'd like to see you get him on your Thursday night show with, with BT. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That, that'd be a good guess for sure. Yeah, you know Kevin. Kevin's Corner. Yeah. Uh, I was just curious. Been wanting to know if you've ever had a chance to... Uh, Watch the show Fall of Cabal. You said Falls Cabal? Fall of Cabal or Out of Shadows. Um, I don't think I've seen that, no. Well, when you get some spare time, you need to really consider checking out Fall of Cabal before it gets erased from the Internet. It'll, uh, it'll show you a lot about some things that's uh, going on in the world that I'm wondering if uh, you guys, since you have such a big following, uh, would start talking about a little bit more. And that's the uh, child trafficking that's going on in this country. Yeah, that, that's definitely a real issue. People say that it's a conspiracy theory, but it's like, well, no, there's always Amber Alerts. There's always missing children. They go missing all the time and nobody knows where they are and they, they, they never get found. So what's really going on? You know, you, you even have adults that get trafficked so there's definitely children that get trafficked it's a, it's a real issue it's, it's a real problem yeah and we know well it's alleged that a lot of these uh politicians and higher-ups are involved and of course you're called a conspiracy theorist when you talk about it but i mean you got the epstein and all the things that we know have happened and i'm just i really hope when trump gets reelected that you guys will take the opportunity i you, wonder if people are scared because you know you got the hillary death list and all that but i, I you guys would be a 
it would probably help a lot to bring a little bit more attention to it than what's happening. People who uh, who fight for open borders are basically fighting for child trafficking because it, it happens across our border regularly. De- definitely. Well, I appreciate uh, you taking North Carolina boy call. I've been trying for a few weeks, been watching you every Saturday night all summer, man. Keep it up. It's awesome. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. 10-4. Later. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Let's get to the next call here. All right, call your line. We're speaking to 630. Yeah. Uh, hey, I live in DuPage County, Illinois. And uh, I voted for, uh, you know, McCain in 08. And it's like, oh, we're a blue state anyway. Who cares? And then, you know, same thing in uh, 2012. And then I let my voter registration expire. And so then I didn't vote for Trump, even though I would have. So I live in a blue state. They always vote blue. The last time they voted red was uh, the year I was born, 84, with Ronald Reagan. So what can I do in Illinois to really even help? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, um, voting is all you really can do, but definitely you, you vote You vote all the time, right? You vote like midterms and whatnot. Uh, no, usually just the presidential elections. That, that's kind of how my thing expired. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, um, do you live in an area where it's conservative, even though you're in a blue state, or is it just blue all the way? Yes, DuPage County is very conservative. But from what I've been told, you know, Chicago always votes Democrats, so there's, like, nothing we can do about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're kind of in a weird situation. Um, local politics do matter, though. Even, like, okay, on, on, a, on a state level, it might be kind of a lost cause, but on a local level, it does matter just like where you are in your immediate area. So all you really can do is have, have your voice heard because even if, like, let's just say um, Illinois is going to go blue regardless of what, they're still looking at the exit poll data. They're still looking at other information. Now they're starting to see the gap narrow in Illinois and they're starting to see more conservatives. Then that might be kind of a red flag to the Democrats. And it could also be a signal to the conservatives to say, okay, let's, you know, put more into Illinois. Maybe it'll change. Just like somebody was saying earlier about New York City, they might go back conservative. They had Rudy Giuliani in there. You know, he's a conservative guy. That was not long ago. So things can change. You just got to keep at it. Although you know that it's going to be an uphill battle and it probably won't change in your state, but definitely in your local area. All right. Well, yeah, I'm trying to uh, get my voter registration back in line, but uh, the website that I was typing it into, it's just giving me nothing but problems. But uh, yeah, so I guess I got to go to my local office and see if they can get it, (laughs) get it all straight. Yeah, hopefully so. From, you know, like 10 miles away to here. So. (laughs) Right. I'll do Page County, though, just west of Chicago. Gotcha. All right. Thank you for your time. I'm glad I was able to get through. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Bye. All righty. Let's get to the next call. And let's do. All right. Call her now. Someone speaking to 917. Wow. Can you hear me? I heard you well. Great. This is Tracy. Um, I'm in Philadelphia area. And oh. um, 
I tried to dial you tonight about 140 times. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you got on. I'm, I'm glad you're in the building. Okay, cool. Um, so I just wanted to give you a little anecdotal story. I'm out here, like I said, I'm just outside of Philly. And um, I'm looking to move back home to Texas. So, um, yeah. Now, nah, go ahead. Okay, so yeah. So I've been meeting with a real estate agent, right? And she's outside of... Um, Philly. So she is telling me that she, she said you wouldn't believe. She said it is so crazy. So I was worried that my house wouldn't be worth much. But she said, oh, no, 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 no. She said, it's insane. She said, people are flying out of the city. And she said, she's getting people out here in the northern Philly suburbs coming out from New York City. Like, mm. of all, all income levels. Like, I'm in a modest home. Like, my home's not super fancy like i'm probably gonna get like 160,000 for it or something but she said i mean so we're talking people who are not rich because they're talking about how it's all the rich people leaving new york well that's not true it's like normies too like everybody people just want out of these cities and like she said silly too people are clamoring to get out of philly like i said she said they're coming all the way out here from new york it's it's messed up dude yeah, I, I'm seeing that a lot. People are just they're, they're leaving. I mean, I'm seeing, yeah. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of Chicago plates down here in East Tennessee. I'm like an hour and a half from Atlanta. I'm like five yeah. minutes from Georgia. I'm seeing a lot of Chicago plates. Like that, that's that's what's going on for a long time too. But even more now because of all of what's happening with all this crazy stuff, you know, all the riots and the virus restrictions and the taxes, it's just getting to be too much. Oh, man. It's like, you know, I lived in New York for 15 years. I love New York. What I'm seeing happening to that city is heartbreaking. And there's actually, like, a Facebook page called, like, Bill de Blasio is the worst mayor of New York, or worst mayor of New York ever, something like that. I mean, there's story after story after story, and it's New Yorkers just posting their grievances. And they just had it. I hope to God, you know, they pull it together like people have been talking about tonight, you know, like, and vote conservative again and like get another Giuliani in there because that's what it's going to take to save that city. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I moved there in 97 from Texas and people were like, you moved here just at the right time. They said you wouldn't have wanted to have lived here a few years earlier before Giuliani cleaned the city up. Oh, oh no. So, like a few, a few years, like in the eighties, you talking about the crack war days. Oh, it, it had been too yeah. dangerous. You talk about, you need a bulletproof vest to go outside. But then when you came, exactly. Everything was nice and it was cleaned up, and now it's going in the opposite direction thanks to De Blasio. Yep, sure enough, and he's awful. He's just awful. And I just want to say one more thing. I text messaged the president and Donald Trump Jr. and I'm like, "You guys, please, you gotta show clips from Uncle Tom and at the RNC." Oh yeah, That's a great idea. Yeah, they, they got they, they got to do that for sure. I think so, too. I think we should get on a campaign and we should all uh, message the president and his son and say, you know, play clips from Uncle Tom at the RNC. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on I, it. I'm, I'm with it for sure. Cool. All right, Abel. Cool to talk to you. Have a good night. All right. Thank you for the call. Bye. All right. Great call. Shout out to the caller. And thank you all for being here. We got time for a couple more calls and then I'm going to wrap it on up. Let's get to... All right, call you on the line. We're speaking to you, 317. Hi, ABL. This is Matt from Indiana. All righty, Matt. Your show. Uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, 
I just wondered if you thought maybe the recent tightening in the presidential polls had anything to do with the Black Lives Matter protest. I won't call them protests, but riots. And um, I also feel like ever since those riots started, I've always felt like the aim of the riots was, or they called them protests initially, was to provoke the police into retaliating and trying to get the police to come and attack the protesters, rioters, whatever you want to call them. And then they can say, look, it's police brutality. But the police really haven't ever taken the bait. I just wonder what your thoughts were. I mean, I think that you're right about them trying to get the police baited into attacking them. And then they say, look, police brutality is right there. See, so that that might be part of it. And also people just want to be out there um, just getting in the police face. And like some people want them to attack Others just want to do it because it, they they can do something like that without the police responding, without actually having to get any, any kind of physical altercation. They can just feel big and bold and brave by doing it. And right. they, they, they did good by not responding. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because if they don't respond, then it says, OK, you could just do whatever you want to an officer. And that's just not the reality of the situation. Yeah. Now, do you think that the polls have tightened? Even though we know that they're fake polls, do you think that maybe they've tightened because of the riots? Well, I don't really know. Maybe that's possible. I mean, probably, but the polls, it's so hard to see. It's, it's so hard to really take anything from the polls seriously. I mean, it was the same thing in 2016. The polls were saying Hillary was going to win. It was going to be a landslide, and then it didn't happen. I remember the, the famous one from Huffington Post, 98% Hillary Clinton's going to win, and it didn't happen. So it's just kind of difficult to really tell if the polls are accurate. And then there's no enthusiasm for Joe Biden. I'm talking about none. When I'm out in the street, I see more Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang stuff from people's cars than I ever. I've never seen the Joe Biden bumper sticker. I've seen more Andrew Yang and... Bernie Sanders bumper stickers, but I see Trump stuff everywhere, all over the place. So the enthusiasm gap is just tremendous. There's no talk about Biden in a real serious way. He doesn't really talk to the media. He doesn't really do many, even virtual appearances. I don't really see how the polls add up at all in, in a serious way. And I have to agree, the polls are totally fake. But the fake polls were telling us that Hillary was ahead. And then Trump won an electoral landslide. Right now they're telling us it's a dead heat. Yeah. But to me, that could be a good sign. It, it could be. That's all I have to say. Oh, thank you for the That's call. That's all that I have to say for this video. <laughs> thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. All right. Let's get to... Right Call you on the line. We'll speak with you. Caller, can you hear me? 563? Yes, caller. <laughs> All right. I, I got some background noise in the background, so can you fix that for me, please? All right. Are you there, caller? Yes, I am. All right, man. What's going on? Ed. Okay. My name is Ed uh, from Iowa. <clears throat> I was I was watching uh, your live at the same time. Gotcha. But I'm 
I don't think I'm on there, am I? No, you're, you're live, but there is a delay, so do not look at the TV screen. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there was a couple things that I wanted to ask you. Uh, one of them is, um, do you think when they do the uh, uh, RNC convention uh, that um, the, uh, the uh, Antifa and BLM might try to start something? Um, now, it's possible, but I think the RNC is going to be pretty much virtual, right? Um, as far as I could tell, they wanted to do it live. Okay, well, if they're going to do it live, I think you're going to have some extremely tight security. And I'm yeah. not really sure what, how, how they can kind of penetrate that, 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 that wall, that, uh, that security wall. If, they, if it's live, they're going to try to show up, but I'm not really sure what they can do in that particular space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is hard to tell, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you is, I was listening to a gentleman on there that was on there uh, probably about a half an hour ago, uh, was talking about the um, going from the president to the vice president uh, who would take over office if they... Uh, did not have a toll on the votes. And um, according to my knowledge of the Constitution, um, Nancy Pelosi would take the um, position as uh, acting president, but the problem is Nancy Pelosi is also up for her vote, and she might be voted out. Then who goes in? You said what now? Uh, what's that? I, I, I didn't hear that last part. I'm sorry, I didn't catch you. I, I, I did not hear your last part of what you said. Oh, okay. Um, what it is is um, when when you don't have anyone that's running at present, you have to. If there's a delay in the counting of the vote, yeah. Okay, it would go from normally it would go from the acting president down to the vice president. There's nobody in. The next one in line would be um, the Speaker of the House. Okay. Okay. But the Speaker of the House is also up for vote. Ah, okay. So she may not be next. So what I was wondering is who would be after that? Um, uh, President Pro Tempore, if I'm not mistaken. And that would be like a high-ranking member of the Senate. I'm not, I'm not sure who that would be. Okay. And I was at, those are just a couple of things that I want. I, I uh, caught you on um, when I was um, listening to uh, Tatum. Because I've been on Tatum's site for uh, probably about two and a half months. And I love you all. You're all good. You, Derek. And there was another guy on there when he first started the uh, live broadcast. I forgot his name. <clears throat> you still oh. there? Yeah, I'm here. We, so when on the first show we had um, Damani Felder, big guy. Uh, no. Uh, we had it was, um, long, it was a long name. Modern Renaissance man. Uh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I was watching you, sister, but but you're doing great work. I love your show. I love watching you. And I've been watching you probably the last two weeks. Every every live event you got and. Uh, I did. Uh, I did join. Uh, I don't know if I joined your squad yet, but right now, 
I don't have the finances to do any uh, merchandise, but I love those flags you got there. Oh, yeah. They're beautiful flags. I love them. They're handmade right here in America. So, yeah, these these are excellent. Now, if you, if you can get your hands on one, you got to get one for sure. Whenever you're able to, they're great. Oh, yeah. And I have a question. Uh, I was watching one of your, uh, one of your, one of your uh, YouTubes before, and you had two flags vertical. One was the U.S. flag. What was the other one? Um, it probably was the Virginia flag. The Virginia flag, the state flag. Yes, it's the Virginia state flag, correct, with the um, six emperor Tyrannus on it with the um, the person on the ground with the with the staff and the and the crown. That was the Virginia state flag. It was light blue. Yes. Yep, that's one. Okay, well, uh, you have yourself a good day or good night. Uh, God bless you, and you have a good, um, good, healthy uh, day from now on. Hopefully, uh, we can talk a little more even after the uh, after the election. Absolutely, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. You have a good one. All right. All right now. All right. I got time for like maybe one more call. Let's get to it here. Let's do. 801, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL, long, uh, first time, long time. How are you? Everything's great, man. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. So I got a couple comments. Uh, first off, I'm a police officer in Utah County, so the same, your, same area as Provo, Utah. I heard you mention a couple times the peaceful protest shooting there. Um, so one thing, you know, they sit and talk about defunding the police. And the other day at our COP meeting, which is a community-oriented policing uh, meeting, but we have, like, the mental health and the hospitals and everything meet with us, um, they defunded the social workers, and they're putting more of that work on us now. So <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention was the Democratic Convention. They sit there and blame Trump for the economy crashing when it's the Democratic governor shutting everything down. It's it's insane. And then the last thing I wanted your opinion on is when does the, when does the shutdown end? When does, when does this COVID hysteria end? And I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate your work, man. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. All righty. Now, when does it end? When does the COVID hysteria end? The COVID hysteria ends after the election is over with, after January, uh, after the inauguration in January. That's when it ends. Okay. Because at that point, it won't be necessary anymore. It might even be over after the election, but definitely after the inauguration. Election time may be a little bit of controversy because of the mail-in voting and all that kind of stuff going on and trying to count the votes and the whole thing going on with that. You know, you're going to be trying to watch it election night. And there's going to be some states that don't have clear answers. And it's like, what's really going on here? So that might be an issue. It's going to be a lot of fraud going on. We've already seen fraud happening. Expect more of that because it's just, it's just a natural thing to have when you got this type of thing going on. All right. So, yeah, you're going to see a lot of stuff like that that probably shouldn't really be going on. And um, the COVID stuff will be gone by next year, top of next year at, at the latest. But I, I would say really after the election and, and it, it really depends on where you live. Honestly, where I live, the COVID stuff is kind of it's, it's not even really a thing. You know, it's not even really a thing. It's, you know, people wear their mask occasionally. People wear their mask in some places, 
but I don't wear the mask anywhere. You know, I was wearing the mask like, like right here in Walmart. If I had to go in there, and I had a neck gaiter, I didn't have like no, I didn't have that thing. My head's too big for that thing to be trapped on anyway. My ears is getting pushed in like this, so I'm not really a fan of that. So I had like the little neck gaiter like up under my nose and everything else. But now I don't even do that. I just go wherever I want to go and don't nobody say nothing to me because the police already came out and said they're not going to enforce it. So what you going to do? You know, if your mask works, then you're fine. Don't even worry about it. All right. Let me, let me take one more call and then I got to wrap it on up. 484, you're in the line. I'm speaking to. Hello? Yes, 484, who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Miles Davis. How you doing, ABL? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Good, I'm loving it. Hey, I listen. I I've, I've watched you, Brandon Tatum, and Jericho Green, all of you guys. And honestly, how it all started, I watched Candace Owens. I love you guys, man. But I'm gonna get to the point. I'm gonna just jump right to it. I wanted to ask you, ABL. Now, when I, I debated with my coworkers about when they want to defund the police, and they said, you know, they want to uh, do it for like take some of that money put it to, like, mental health schools and, like, uh, youth programs and all that other stuff. What's your thought on that if if they actually take money from the police to do that? That's not going to actually help because, you know, you, you, the police are funded specifically for a specific reason. They're needed to do their jobs. Like, to take some of them away does not make any sense. Like, people that say that, you got to ask them, okay, why do you want to have less police? I don't understand. Is there a study that's done that says that we don't need this many police? You know, are, are the police currently fully staffed? Are they understaffed? Do they have enough to be able to have good response times? What are the response times in your area? If you call the police, how are they going to, how soon will they get there? Will they get there in three minutes, 15 minutes, a half hour? How long, how long is it going to be? How long is your EMT, your fire rescue? How long is all of that? Do you have a volunteer fire rescue? Do you have a paid fire rescue? People don't think about these questions. All they do is just watch the mainstream media and they're just kind of mindlessly drawn into it without doing any kind of thinking on their own. Exactly. And I've seen a lot of that lately, to be honest with you. They're just going along with, oh, well, the government says we have to wear the mask, so we'll just wear the mask. It's 95 degrees outside. It's summertime and there's a heat wave and it's humid outside. Come on, people. But what are you going to do? But I have some guy try to... Uh, he he went and tried to go um, tell tell on me because I work outside, so I'm not obligated to wear a mask. He went and tried to tell my bosses on the inside that I wasn't wearing a mask. You know, they they weren't gonna make a big deal about it. He just I'm just like, well, dude. He tried to give me a mask. I said, no, I'm not obligated to wear a mask. Right. People exactly. Are people are crazy. Yeah, and let me let me show you this. I, I wanted to read this meme to you real quick. It's going to be real quick. Okay. So this, these are BLM protesters. It says hate. You hate question mark. The next time you need help, call BLM instead. But yeah, this this I, I when I talk to people, especially I was talking with a couple of my coworkers about the Cardi B thing. <laughs> we, <laughs> we still just laughing about that. I actually watched a full video. You might disagree with me. She made a little bit of sense. But just the way she talked, I couldn't take her seriously. I was like, I could just tell. You know, you know, the thing about the thing about Cardi B is that she has enough sense to make coherent statements to the point where it's not just babble. 
you're not going to say she's a total moron. She's not yeah. a rocket scientist either. But my whole thing is you got a person with average intelligence interviewing the president or not, not, not the president, the former vice president, Joe Biden, trying to become the president. When he's not doing any kind of Sunday shows, no MS-13 DNC, no CBS, no Fox News, no ABC, no nothing. You want to give Cardi B an interview on L Magazine? That's real random. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I kind of jumped to the conclusion on Cardi B instead of saying, you know, saying she was kind of a moron. When I actually heard her talk, I was like, okay, well, maybe I was a little bit wrong. She's not a, com- she's not a complete moron at all. She's not, well, she's not really a moron. Period, you know? She has average intelligence. If you go to New York City, that's how the average person might talk to you. It's not even, it's not like extraordinarily intelligent or dumb. It's like, right, it's like normie. Oh, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, and um, I was telling, and one more, another thing I wanted to tell you, at my job, I was telling a lot of people, with these, like you said with the kids and these masks, I was telling this one child, I said, you, you're, you're not, you can't get infected by the mask. As long as you have good health. See, me, I run a lot. I eat healthy. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm, I run a lot, and I'm always healthy. So it's like, I ain't got to worry about getting sick. So when I, when I have people that come up to me saying, don't you think you should wear your mask? Here's what I tell them. Yeah, don't you think you should social distance and stay six feet away from me? I don't want to say in a rude way, but it's a... Right. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, and, you know, you can't, if, at the end of the day, I tell people, it's not a law, so I don't have to follow it. <laughs> that, that's right, man. You're right about that. But, hey, thank you for the call, man. I got to go wrap on up here, so thank you for the call. All Definitely right. appreciate you. See you. All right, now. Take care. Hey. My fault hung up on him. Shout out to the caller. I appreciate him. All right. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best audience on the internet. I thank you all. Uh, super chat, so be good to read those. But that'll be a wrap for the calls. Uh, you guys are the best audience. If you've not liked the video yet, go ahead and do that. Um, if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that as well. And we got about 15 more minutes of me reading Super Chats. And then I wrap it on up. Put the bow right on the top. All right. Thank you to, let me see, Lorenzo Davis who says, Good job, ABL. Happy birthday to Kobe Bryant. Yes, happy birthday to Kobe Bryant. It's, man, that was so sad when he died, man. I came, I, I, I was somewhere and I came back to the house and then my girl said, hey, you know, Kobe died. I'm like, what? When she said that, I was like, man, you, I, I, I totally just didn't even believe it. Like, Kobe died for real? It's crazy. Thank you to Judas Reigns who says, does Ice Cube understand that police is, that the police that Biden and Kamala, <laughs> that, that, the, that the policies that Biden and Cop Mahler put in place was the reason for NWA song F the Police. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really good question. Thank you to Curtis Reynolds, who says, just built my custom 7mm Remington Magnum for extreme long-range precision shooting. There you go. Thank you to Hank McCoy, who says, unfunded federal pensions will be $155 trillion by 2023. Jesus, <laughs> good grief. Um, hashtag abolish pensions. Thank you to Almighty7054 who says ABL is, uh, hold on, something has hijacked the liberals' reality brainwash and a Democratic National Convention woke him up. Ice Cube is voting Trump in the voter booth. Hopefully he does. 
Uh, thank you to Daniel Rudd who says, ABL, there is one step missing. Big rocks to little rocks and little rocks to powder. So they have the sand for the white sandy beaches. There you go. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you to Karen, Mar Karen Montgomery who says, sure appreciate your work. I appreciate you for your, for your donation. Uh, let me see. Shout out to... Hold on. Let me make sure I'm on the right page. Uh, thank you to you, Eyeball, who says, ask you if he wants to be a socialist. Hi. How do you make a Republican mad? Tell a lie. How do you make a demon rat, demon crap mad? Tell the truth. There you go. Thank you to Marky K, who says, shout out to my bro, Wayne Steed. Biden is definitely a reptilian for sure. Thank you to Bit Daddy Kane, who says, ABA, you should be a speaker at the RNC, Blexit, and Trump 2020. I'd love to. And they call me there, I go, for sure. Thank you to October Scorpio, who says, get me on the court and I'm trouble. Last week, Mr. Brown, and got a triple-double. <laughs> I, 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 freaking brothers every way, like MJ. I can't believe today was a good day. Shout out to Ice Cube for the lyrics for, from It Was a Good Day. Thank you to Terry Irwin, who says, funny that the left is suddenly, quote-unquote, realizing that the post office has issues with being on time. I've always known the post office was unreliable, even as a child. Said no to mandatory mail-in ballots. There you go. Uh, not only unreliable as far as the delivery time, but also being able to get there at all. It might not even make it. Thank you to Bob Noxious, who says, love you, man. Keep up the good work. Hopefully after the election, the drummer will chill out and we'll get some normalcy. Hopefully so. Thank you to Jeff Seaton for the donation. Thank you to Leo Mazzino, who says, liberals are crying racism because Sam and St. Louis couple and others speaking at the RNC. How is it racist? You know, Nick Salmon got vindicated, won his lawsuits, and the St. Louis couple, they were out there with a mix of people, black, white, Puerto Rican, Kenny Stripe, everybody was out there threatening them that day on their on their private property and their private street. Thank you to Razor Shop Thoughtfulness, who says, Democratic leadership, like a bad umbrella, promotes the illusion of safety, but when the storm winds start, that umbrella turns inside up and exposes you. Very good. I'm, I'm I'll take that one from you. Thank you to F Google too, who says, love your common sense, ABO. Thank you. Thank you to Sam U. Rye, who says, wouldn't it help if a GOP in Congress said black issues are American issues? It's our responsibility to address black and white crimes, respectively. I mean, I'm not sure if we don't. Thank you to Safaya H., who says, Republicans should take this wave of new supporters and revitalize a party. They've been traditionally silent. Trump 2020, keep doing you, ABO. And you got a good point. We can't just ignore all the new energy and all the new people. We got to just bring everybody and, and get the party back rocking because really Obama could have been the death of it on a national level. Local, yes, you could be fine. But nationally, it could have been a wrap after Obama. Okay, so Trump really saved it, in my opinion. Without Trump, I think we probably would have Hillary Clinton. Even though I like a lot of the guys that were running on the Republican side, it was just too much on their and you know in their favor. Thank you to Donald Bryan who says it was J. Edgar Hoover who smeared and McKay with the Marxist label. Now today, socialist Democrats are doing it again to discredit quote character or instead of color. Talk about a big switch. LOL. Makes sense to me. Thank you to Duke Diesel who says Hispanic vote to replace black vote pandering. Oh yeah, that's all because they know that the black vote is starting to kind of waver, so they want to get more illegal aliens give them amnesty and then use that to get legal regular everyday normie hispanics if they can 
and then get them to vote for the Democrats if it's going to work, if it's possible, because they know our vote. They, they pretty much just discount us. We're, we're starting to not even really be relevant population wise anyway. So they don't even really care. Thank you to uh, thank you to Angela Marty for, for the bow emojis. I appreciate that right over there in the chat. Um, thank you to Murphy Murph for your donation. Thank you to Michelle O'Brien who says a vaccine might work in the next week, but once it mutates, it won't work. They, if they were very successful, the common cold will be gone. Bugs mutate quick. Exactly. And the common cold is also a coronavirus. Is there a vaccine for the common cold? No, it's not. Will there ever be? Probably not. And do you even need one? No, you don't. Thank you to Mandatory Carry for your donation. Thank you to Twina Hampton who says, Mom, Ty, and I are enjoying the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to the Z Phase who says some salty support. Shout out to Salty Cracker, not racist, just saying his real name. Thank you to Gwen Beaver. Shout out to Gina Moe. Thank you to Divine Feminine Queen who says Trump 2020 with a bunch of heart eye emojis. Thank you to Thomas Blakemore Jr. for the thumbs up emoji. Thank you to Deborah Austin for your donation. Thank you to an opinion who says must see Robert F. Kennedy on Valuetainment on YouTube. Learn so much. The history of vaccines, they're not tested before given to public like medications are. Please, everyone, watch it in full. I've seen that. That was a pretty good episode, but I've heard a little bit about Robert Kennedy, too. But it's so many different. It's a lot of information out there. I say, look at everything. Go down that rabbit hole occasionally. Get your spelunking gear and, and just climb on down that rabbit hole and get all your information and figure out what's really going on. Thank you to Zachary Titian, who says, I'm voting third party because I don't agree with either Republican Trump and Republican like Biden. A vote for Joe is for Joe and a vote for Howie is a vote for Howie. Well, how do you feel about Joe Jorgensen talking about uh, Black Lives Matter? I mean, did, 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 you, did you see that? Wait a minute. I'll put it on the screen right quick. Hold on. Let me just make sure I'm straight over here. Uh, let me get back to where I was. I lost my screen. Joe Jorgensen, I'll put it up on the screen and then we can be on the same page. Hold on one second. So Joe Jorgensen said, it is not enough to be actively, oh, to be passively not racist. We must be actively anti-racist. It is not enough to be to be passively not racist. We must be actively anti-racist. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag Vote Gold. So is that who you want to vote for? Just vote for Joe Biden. What's the difference? I'm just I'm just saying. And then on top of that, you're not going to win anyway. But I respect I respect your vote. You got the right to vote for whoever you want to vote for. I'm just saying. Why vote for Joe Jorgensen when she is a BLM supporter? I don't understand. So. Shout out to you, though. I appreciate you, man, for your for your donation and for watching. Now, let me get back to where I was. Shout out to... Hold on. Lost my whole place because I had to refresh. Uh, thank you to Debachi, who says, how come the Democratic DNC this week was never mentioned that... Never mentioned the Antifa, BLM, anarchist violence within the Democratic-run cities throughout the United States. Boy, they don't want to talk about that because it makes them look bad. They want to make themselves look good, so... It'll just sweep the dirt under the rug. You know, they might have a hoarded up house with all kind of stuff running through there, roaches and rats and cats and dogs and everything else. They want to hide that from you and show you like a nice little well-kept well, well -kept kitchen. Not the whole entire house is completely filthy and falling apart. 
All right. Shout out to A1 Black Man Ados who says high black voter turnout will get the African American community kicked off the African the American minority roles in the Democratic Party. Uh Blacks for Trump 2020 US. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you, boss. Shout out to Robin G who says, Did you hear the governor of Texas said he will freeze property tax revenue for any city that defunds the police? Hey, I love it. I love it. Shout out to um uh, was that Greg Abbott? So, so the governor, and shout out to my governor, Bill Lee, out here in Tennessee, who says uh, penalties for protesters, really rioters, could be severe to the point where you lose the right to vote. <laughs> I like that. It's like, yeah, man, get creative. Okay. Thank you to Almighty Seventy One Fifty Four, who says ABO watch Fall of Cabal for part five. You can watch it on Google. Thank you to Global Bricks. For your donation thank you to the Giorgio show who says why not the amazing lucas included in the group chats he don't want to be lucas is not like us he don't like me i'm blocked on all his stuff so why would he want to be on the show with us you know he's not conservative anyway we got to have conservatives on the show or people that like us a little bit or open-minded to talk to us thank you to carol wright who says thanks again abl god bless you and your family god bless you as well Thank you to Elijah Jean, who says, I never imagined the times we're living in. Uh, thank you, ABL. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. Thank you to Matthew Phillips, who says, the drunks are out tonight on ABL Live. Fingers crossed for Ivan before the end of the stream. Hang in there, ABL. <laughs> thank you to Matthew for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Nacho Mommy, who says, Cardi B needs some Cardi O. Just saying, bro, keeping it real. Imagine the oldies in 2047 when they play that song of hers. Er <laughs> Thank you to George Bunny, who says, ABL, what do you think about people blaming Trump for the death from the coronavirus? It's so dumb. It's like Trump's not the guy that made the virus. He didn't unleash it upon people. And the funniest part is that he was the main person to say, let's cut travel from China before it comes over here. And when he said that, he was called racist by the same ones who say he did not act quick enough. So which one is it? Was he racist for acting quick? Or was he not racist for acting quick? Which one? Like, did, did he not act quick enough or did he act too quickly and he was racist for acting too quickly? Because he, he did that China ban when there was only like one case in the country. One case or one death or whatever it was. It was real early on. Like right before this whole thing really popped. Thank you to Max Dominguez who says, over the counter supplement, uh, Curacet and Zinc have been proven to kill past coronaviruses in 2010 according to PubMed.gov. Why isn't this being said? Well, you got to politicize a virus. You know, that's I think that's the, the, the general thing here. Thank you to John Stone for becoming an ABO supporter. Thank you to Psych Murr for your donation. Thank you to Fix First Fix Us who says, ABL, hi, ABL. Not sure if you mentioned it. Did you hear Joe Biden pledge rights to DNC? Yeah, I saw that. He pledged rights to his own speech. Keep up the great work we'll do. Thank you to John Stone who says, keep shining in darkness, bro. I appreciate you. I watch you all the time. I'm out in Spring, Texas. Thank you for that. All righty. Thank you all to everybody that's been here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. So I will see you guys again live on Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then I'll be live again on Brandon Tatum's channel at 8 p.m. Eastern. And that's pretty much all I got. I'll be putting out all kinds of things throughout the week, pre-recorded videos, at least two a day. I got the website, anthonyblogan.com. Check me out there. I got original articles up there. I got merch. I got my snail mail, my email, all my content, 
on my social media. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And links for that will be on the website, anthonybloga.com. Matter of fact, I'll put that right there in the chat so you can get to it right away. Easy. And the email is on the website as well on the contact page. Check it out right there. The email and also my snail mail physical email address. My P.O. box is right there. All right. So that's all I got. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.